Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yo, we're getting dangerously close to World War III. And it's funny because we keep talking about it, but it is just grains of sand making this heap. So Macron of France says that Russia will not be allowed to win and that NATO will deploy troops into Ukraine if necessary. Vladimir Putin said there will be war with Ru- war with NATO if they do that. But it's obvious because if NATO deploys troops into Ukraine, NATO is basically declaring war on Russia. And that's where we're at. Now you've got UK defense minister basically saying we will crush Vladimir Putin. He can't do anything about it. China is preparing to conscript its civilians. I mean, they already do, but they're planning a civilian defense force. We're seeing this in a bunch of, in, seeing this in a bunch of countries across Europe. And uh, there's even been some fear of the draft coming back in the United States. So, oh, boy, hope you all are ready for uh, World War Three, because the uh, uh, I don't know, the Senate sure is hell bent on going to war over Ukraine. Yeah, I, I OK, you know, there must be like, I don't know, just a pot of gold buried somewhere in Ukraine. They're trying to find because they really want to blow the world up for this European farmland. But. Who am I to say? I don't know, I guess. We'll talk about that. Plus, there is a primary going on tonight in Michigan. And uh, yeah, Donald Trump's going. But what is interesting is Democrats are voting uncommitted. They're refusing to support Joe Biden over Israel. This is going to be interesting. Now Joe Biden is saying that there may be a ceasefire coming soon, a deal to have a ceasefire. Really? Man, the far left really does have a lot of swing. We'll get into that before we but before we do, my friends, head over to eyesofadvice.com. Pick up the new song or go to Timcast Music or at Timcast Songs on YouTube and check out the latest song, Eyes of Advice. We're getting a bunch of rave reviews over the CGI. You can see here for those that are watching the demon, the smoke monster coming into the room and harassing Ian. So definitely check this out if you haven't already. Also, make sure you go to castbrew.com. Pick up your coffee to support the, uh, the show. Castbrew is our company. We sponsor ourselves. And go to TimCast.com, click join us, become a member. As a member, you'll get access to the members only uncensored show. And as a member, you can actually get tickets to our soon to be once a month live shows in Martinsburg, West Virginia at our Cast Brew location. Don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about this and everything else is Riley Moore. Thanks for having me. Riley Moore, state treasurer, West Virginia, also congressional candidate in West Virginia, second congressional district. Right on. Thanks That's us. Me. That's us. It's going to be great. And yeah. uh, it seems like it's a, it, you're a shoo-in for the job. You know, so far, it's looking very good. Uh, polls uh, have us up by about 50. So, yeah, feeling pretty good. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out. should be fun. <laughs> We've got Phil Labonte uh, hanging out. Hi, everybody. My name is Phil Labonte. I'm the lead singer of All That Remains. Uh, I am an anti-communist uh, counter-revolutionary. And tonight, I am a cyborg. Hi, Libby. How you feeling? Everybody, everybody listening has no idea what that slight pause was. <laughs> Everybody right. watching was just like, what the? That's I'm just right. playing around with the Apple uh, space face, whatever it is. So What the is exactly right. This is what I get to look at for the whole rest of the night. It's Libby's very exciting. Nervous. I'm not nervous. I just. Uh, Phil's going to be. I prefer your face. Phil. You can pull up the chat. 
Yeah. Yeah. With the Apple Vision Pro. And have it like floating in the air. That's awful. Like literally sur- <laughs> surrounded by sewage. Surrounded by chat. No, if I if I go if I pull up the Discord, it'll be awesome. But if I go into the YouTube chat, it's just going to be. Yeah, mess. you know, I I ordered them to try them out. I don't know what they're for. They're basically an iPhone. They, they that's, that's it. They need some they they need some apps. Uh, I was messing around with the dinosaur thing, and it's cool. Dinosaur uh, thing? Yeah, there's a, uh, a a virtual reality experience that comes in. You just huh. swipe over to the right, and there's there. there's uh, virtual photographs yeah. and videos, which is kind of cool. Like you can create a 360 environment capturing a moment or something. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that the technology is cool, and I think that people will find uses for them. I don't think that they're going to stay four thousand dollars forever or whatever. Um, I think that it's probably I think that it's probably going to be something along the lines of of uh, a phone, but I think that's going to be a little more niche. I don't think everyone's going to pick it up. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I'm Libby. not going to pick it up. Uh, I'm Libby Emmons. I'm with the Post Millennial, and I'm glad to be here. I am Ian this evening, hanging out. We got search person. I am search.com. Uh, looking at this robot over here uh, <laughs> is interesting. Beep, bop, boop. We had him. Anyways, down- <laughs> we had him downstairs, and I was like, "Hey, Phil, do you want to wear this on the show?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> Hell yeah! All right, let's get into it. So, uh, wow, here's a story from today. CNN.com reporting Macron says nothing ruled out, including using Western troops to stop Russia winning Ukraine war. I mean, come on. It, you know, it, it's it's fascinating how they'll try to to mince up the headlines. They can just say it. NATO is threatening to deploy troops into Ukraine in a direct declaration of war on Russia. CNN, how about this? Macron says nothing is ruled out, including declaring full scale war on Russia. They want to they don't want to do that. Because you've got now stories popping up where they say Russia warns of war with NATO if troops are deployed. No, 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 no. Vladimir Putin is saying if you deploy troops, that would have been a declaration of war on us. It sure would. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it clearly would have been. And also NATO, I don't know who the person was from NATO, but there was someone speaking on behalf of NATO. The NATO chief said Ukraine will be. Yeah. In NATO. And I mean, that's just that's just saying there will be some kind of confrontation with Russia. That, Hopefully that, that is a personal declaration of World War Three. Uh, sounds like it to me. When the yeah, NATO chief like came out too. and said Ukraine will be in NATO, what they said to Vladimir Putin at that moment was consider yourself at war and it will not stop until we get what we want. So I think something important to keep in mind is so George Kennan. He was a father of the containment policy, right, during World War II. Basically, what created NATO down the road, North Atlantic Treaty Organization. And after the Cold War ended, he said the biggest mistake that we can make is the expansion of NATO eastward. Mm -hmm. That is what he said. The father of the containment policy. That's something to think about. And he said it would cause irrevocable damage. In terms of trying to shore up relations with Russia, this is right after, you know, 91, 92. And, you know, he continued to say this into the 2000s. Um, You know, and I think I can't imagine he's still alive, but, uh, you know, that's been very clear. Secondly, how many of these countries are actually paying their 2% of GDP into NATO? Is France and all? No, most of them don't. They don't it's, pay. It's, it's basically Macron being like, "Hey, Russia, my my friend America is going to come beat you up." And yeah, I'm sitting here as an American, be like, "Oh, come on, dude." Yep. Yeah, I'm going to get into a fight for you. So, and that's why you know you have the political side of NATO, the political leadership. That's the Secretary General who here recently said, "Yes, we're you know 
Ukraine is going to join NATO. Um, but look, there's a military component to this, which we make up the mass amount of it. These folks can't even spend 2% of their budgets on defense, which they are treaty bound to do. So why would we go along with any of the other treaty obligations if the other ones are not being met? Donald Trump has said this multiple times and everyone freaked out. Like, what is he talking about? This well, makes all the sense in the world. European countries are basically vassal states for the United States empire. Well, so we want war and we are going to push. They're, they're going to do what we tell them to do. Well, they had a great deal post-World War II. We subsidized their security so they could have social welfare programs. So that's yep. basically what happened. NATO was the umbrella of security. Then they rolled socialism into the countries. And now we're going to have to show up and you know protect. Didn't they also go through substantial disarmament in Europe? Yes. They didn't. They haven't been manufacturing munitions. They haven't been manufacturing any weapons. They have instead let what they have, you know, rust. And they haven't made anything new. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's it, NATO. That's us and the UK and like 10 troops from like, I don't know, Slovenia and like <laughs> 10 troops from Croatia and, you know, this and this and that. France obviously has a, a, a sizable military component in this, but Turkey's in it. What does Turkey think about this? I'd be curious mm -hmm. to know that. Uh, they you, are NATO ally. Have you looked at the, the NATO map? Man, we are really surrounding Russia. On their western front, I mean, it's rude. With, yeah, with Turkey to the south, with Finland to the north, and now the last barrier, you've got uh, Belarus and, and and Ukraine basically. Yeah, I, and I mean, there are some people that have talked about even expanding this to countries like Georgia, where you had break off territories south of Sedia and Abkhazia during that war that took place. Look, NATO served a very clear purpose, and I think it can continue to serve a purpose. Uh, they got to pay. Yeah. I mean, these folks got to pay up. They have to pay up. And, you know, I, the the terrible thing in all of this, and this has been reported and you all have talked about this, is that there was a peace offer early on in this and that got scuttled immediately to put us in the position we are now, mm -hmm. um, which I think is completely unfair to the U.S. taxpayer and citizens that we're going to bear the brunt of decisions and statements that are being made by some foreign country who's actually not going to have to do much with it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, boy. Look, I mean, the the whole interview that uh, Tucker did with Putin, I was watching the Lex Friedman uh, interview with, with Tucker today, and they were talking about the fact that, that Riley brought up about Putin wanting to get into NATO, making comments about uh, we could align against Iran with 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 Russia. Now, I don't know how truthful this is, but it seems like a whole lot better than a nuclear war with Russia. The the entire time that, well, since at least 2012, there's been all kinds of uh, CIA operations in Ukraine. The whole issues, all, the whole issue with, with Ukraine and stuff is, is heavily influenced by NATO and by the United States and by the, you know, the intelligence apparatus and stuff. None of it's actually organic. And this is only causing more problems for the whole of the world. Like, why not be, you know, 
uh, why not align with 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 Russia? Granted, Putin's not a good guy, but it's not like you know. Well, Zelensky's not, not a good guy. Yeah, either. I mean, we we we. <laughs> There's so many not good guys out there. On the I, political I, I, landscape it is. It is. If you is if there, you imagine that we only guy? align with good people, I don't people, see any good it is guys. A childish. It is a childish way to look at the world to think that the only people that the United States are going to align with are quote unquote good guys. Also, there's childish no basis way to look for at the world. I can means. only imagine what weird little dinosaurs you're looking at right now. For right, me. it's very bizarre. <laughs> it's weird to interact with you like this, Phil. It's no, I mean, to... it, it, look, Phil's right. Yeah, obviously, Putin's Poot, <laughs> taking them off. Yeah. Oh, bless you, bless you. Please do. Thank you. It was fun I, while it lasted. Oh, I mean, look, I'm obviously, so Putin is not a good guy. I got that. The world's full of bad guys that you know and guess what the world's also full of hard choices for the united states and look i i feel bad for what is happening to the people in ukraine there's no doubt i mean that it, it's awful what is happening but let's be realistic in terms of like the ultimate objectives here in ukraine is it the total defeat of russia and deposing putin is that our strategic objective here no one's really articulated that to me is it just continue to provide armaments till some type of peace settlement mm -hmm. no, I, know, I, I don't know i i think nato's plan is the full and total subjugation of the russian nation well and if it is it's a huge th nation that's a bad plan yeah, look, I think it's like eight time zones or something like that. And the issue that forty million people. Yeah, and the issue that we're going to have is who's going to be doing the peacekeeping operations and stability operations in that country when you have twenty thousand loose nukes running around. That's going to be us. We're going to be doing that. Do you think Macron and France are going to show up and secure that? How many places are we going to get tied down while China continues to grow and strengthen influence and power? You know where the real war is going to be between uh, the West and Russia. It's going to be Canada. <laughs> is there a South Park yeah. reference here? No, I know. I mean, it's, <laughs> if you think about it, like that's the that's the, the fastest way to get to the United States from yeah, Russia. Yeah, is yeah, over yeah, the yeah. Russia sure. is going yeah. to war with the U.S. Yeah. It's exactly. not going to waste time yeah. with with European countries that don't make weapons. Right. If it really is going to be coming a uh, war, Russia just goes over the over the North Pole. Yeah, and that's the point. I mean, the proxy Russia's proximity to Canada is. It's it's very close. Yeah, I mean, they even have yeah. a prison north of the Arctic Circle. That's where they were keeping Navalny and whoever else. The uh, what is it? The the Arctic Wolf Prison. Yeah. Yeah. What a miserable, miserable sentence that must be. Go, to the, go, to, the go to the Arctic, Arctic where wolf. it's yeah yeah where it's, it's wolf dark. Prison. Isn't that where Sol Solzhenitsyn was up there in Siberia? And he talked about in Gulag Archipelago. He talked about like eating prehistoric frozen salamanders and stuff. <laughs> I don't know that, it, that he was right. in the same one, but he no, was definitely No, but he was there. just, he was up there he in the there. frigid cold yeah. with the frozen creatures. So, you know, we got Google Earth pulled up right here and it's like, you know, I'm half kidding about the Canada stuff, but Russia, I mean, Alaska's right here. Yeah. If, if, if there's war, Russia is basically next to Europe and next to the United States. They're going to mm -hmm. go right through Sarah Palin's front yard. Right? She'll be able to see them. Yep. Could you imagine if, like, Russia conquers Canada? <laughs> I don't know how oh, much no. I would care. Oh, I like Canada. Yeah. I like Canadians. Yeah. I like Canadians, too. <laughs> there's there's a, a lot of moose, a... though. You know what I mean? I don't know how I, don't know about, how, how I feel about those moose. Cue the Blame Canada song. Hey, I mean, was, I think <laughs> we should take Canada first if it's going to be over Canada. Right? I mean, right. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, here's the crazy thing. is like, that's a possibility. No, yeah. for, I mean, I'm not even it's joking. A lot of resources, man. Let's, let's say, you know, whatever the propaganda is, we go to war and it's World War Three. 
U.S. troops will immediately be in Canada. Mm-hmm. Because Canada bo- is is right, we'd have to be. It's it's separated by a small uh, by by a relatively small distance, yeah. and Alaska is the Bering Strait is almost touching Russia. Russia has very direct access to the United States and to Canada. U.S. troops would immediately be stationed in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, <laughs> this is far fetched, but like the way that the Canadian government is going, if they don't make some significant <laughs> changes, there is a possibility that they become. They're currently the most authoritarian country in the Western Hemisphere. Have you Even seen that I can think of? Yeah. Have you guys seen recently in Parliament how they're discussing like how, if they can say the word fart in Parliament and stuff like that? Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. They've got like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> Family <laughs> friendly show. What are you doing here? <laughs> Take it easy. They've got online censorship acts. Crazy. They've got like crazy. prison terms for hate speech. I mean, it's all insane up there in Canada. Yeah. I mean, it, maybe it's a little far to say that they're the most in the in the Western Hemisphere, but the they're likely well, you, you've up got there. Venezuela. Yeah, I was, like they're you know, not great. And Cuba and Cuba's Venezuela. Not amazing. So yeah. so maybe they're not. The, Cuba the top. and Canada might be a little bit related. Who <laughs> <I> knows? Mean, <laughs> you know, lately Cuba's been relaxing. If I understand correctly, and Canada's been tightening up a lot. Mm-hmm. I told uh, some friends of mine, I was like, look, if you need a place to stay and you uh, want to go ahead and run south. It's not that far to my place in New Hampshire, you know. Oh, that's not bad. Nice. It's a nice offer, yeah. I will be I will be uh hiding Canadians from the Canadian Mounted Police and if the Canadian <laughs> Mounted Police come on my property, I will shoot at you police. Yeah. I'm kidding. That's a so, joke. That's a joke. To uh to help calm things down. Uh, uh you know, it, 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 we're we're in this time where we're very scared we could be escalating to World War 3. The good news is we have uh, good leaders of sound mind. From the sun.co.uk, NATO would crush weak Russia and Putin knows it. That's why we are not on the cusp of World War Three, says UK defense chief. Well, okay. I I think we look pretty weak and (laughs) pathetic, frankly. Oh, today we just saw that the uh, the army is is down 24,000 people or something. No, no, no. Jobs. They're cutting the jobs because there's yeah. no people to fill them. Yeah. Right. So they're just getting rid of the jobs. I'm not sure what the jobs are, obviously. I don't have like the inside track on it. But 24,000 people. Jobs in the army. 24,000 people out of, I mean, your your volunteer army is less than a million now. Mm-hmm. And they can't, they can't get guys because they hate white people. And white people are typically the ones who join the that's, military. That's, that, that's, I, I think that's wrong. I think there's a large population base from which to poll. To fill those uh, those those jobs, yeah. Illegal you know immigrants. what's interesting about all of this <laughs> is, that is a pathway to citizenship traditionally. Can you imagine? They, they have that bill. Yeah. it's in it's in play. Yeah. Courage to serve. This, this type of rhetoric that we're hearing right now, you know, will crush Russia. This and that. During the Cold War, we were very careful about the language that we used as it related to the Soviet Union at that time. I remember like it, pe- Ronald Reagan would uh, set people uh, like their hair on fire. They were like, what did he say? Like yeah. rigging out. And guess what? They have basically the same amount of nuclear weapons then yeah. as they did now, slightly less. They actually have more strategic nukes than we do. Thanks, Obama, for the START treaty. Um, <laughs> and part, that fell apart. Yeah. Uh, thanks for that one. Uh, but And it's if I believe them anyway when they're like, yeah, we'll take apart our nukes, put them in the back. <laughs> yeah, well, the crazy thing when they, when they were redoing that treaty is that it addressed strategic nuclear weapons and not tactical. And they have like a 10 to 1 advantage of, on us on tactical nukes on the European border. 
And, and so, so explain and, the difference. We're talking about like nuclear artillery and, and battlefield nuclear weapons. Right. So it has to deal with how many, I mean, so the size of the weapon and then also how far it can go. So think about an intercontinental ballistic missile, ICBMs, those are strategic nukes. They typically have MERV technology, multiple independent reentry vehicles. So they'll break into different warheads and target different uh, cities. One, one MERV can hit the entire eastern seaboard. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So the tax crazy tactic, and, they've, and they've got what, like thousands, thousands. Of them. thousands. Yeah. I mean, they have like close to 20,000 the, the, of MERVs, though, uh, of, warheads. Uh, uh, strategic nuclear warheads. Right. The, the MERV specifically, I think it holds between eight and 12. Yeah, it can hold up to 12. Yeah. 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 And, and tactical, think, tactical though is they, artillery pieces right, and things like, that. like 100 kiloton. Yeah, with something one, like that. It's, that's it's, crazy. With yeah. one Merv, they can do like a lot of bombing, but their actual operating procedure, if I understand correctly, is to have multiple nukes go to the same target because they want to make sure that it gets wiped the out. The crazy so thing not too is they're, they're, they do, they do not detonate on impact. No, they detonate over the city to maximize the blast radius. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, because thermonuclear weapons really comes down to heat. Yeah, right. It's about vaporizing. The crazy thing is, I, I learned this. I did a, a I did something. A, this video for Discovery like 10 years ago almost now. And uh, the radiation in nuclear weapons is intentional. Mm. They do not need to leave nuclear fallout behind. There are nuclear weapons that have low radioactive yield. However, they were like, e we kind of want to make the land inhospitable for you know decades to thousands of years. So. Yeah, I think thermonuclear weapons actually have less fallout than so like a, like a fission weapon versus a fusion weapon. The fusion right. weapon has... Remember when uh, New York did that duck and cover drill a couple of years mm -hmm. ago? Like, was it years? Yeah. Yeah, it was a couple of years yeah. ago. They were like, if there's a nuclear explosion in New York City, stick towels under your doors, cover your windows, and duck and cover. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, why are they telling us to do this? You're it's like, well, listen, my friends, I got to tell you something. If you're living in a city and you haven't bought chickens by this point, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah, probably you a know. better drill would be put your head between your legs, kiss it goodbye. Um, <laughs> a better, a, hold on, but a better drill right now would be get away from high priority targets and buy chickens. Yes. <clears throat> now you probably want some goats. You know, you got to learn how to do all that stuff. Uh, we just sent a good portion of uh, Cocktown to uh, the, let's just say to Rooster University. <laughs> <laughs> so uh we're having the first annual uh, tim cast's first annual cockfest on uh friday damn where we are all going to enjoy consuming the roosters that's right they're all dead wow we, Put sp them. we spared we spared three of them come to snuff the rooster you, come what, to snuff the rooster. what kind of dishes are you gonna make all we're cock gonna, we're gonna do chili uh-huh pulled barbecue rooster uh -huh. And I think we're gonna do some like just regular rooster. You got you got to cook it a special way. Yeah, you, like you could meat. do coquava. It's it's great. tough it's meat. It's like braised, like this French braised. I'll come by and have some rooster. It's really good. Uh, I, I really I was just excited to let everybody let everybody know that we we've butchered them. Three of them have survived. It's uh, Mr. Mutton Chops. He got to live because he escaped several times. Nice. And so we honored his strength and resilience. Showed some promise. Pom Pom, yeah. who is this massive poofy rooster who's goofy, really goofy looking. And we're like, well, you can't kill him. And then <laughs> Roberto Jr. is uh, one of his sons because RB3, Roberto, Roberto Beaks III, is the current heir to the throne. <laughs> However, it would we be Roberto Beaks. Roberto Beaks III is the current heir. Roberto Sr. is still alive. Uh, Roberto Jr. died, he had a heart attack. And the risk is if Roberto Beaks the third passes, 
then there's the, then the bloodline is broken. Yeah. So we we had to keep at least one of his brothers alive. <laughs> Bloodlines broken. Yeah, we can't let the bloodline break. I mean, Roberto Roberto Jr. is the you know he he was the the prince who became king and he died. He's the legacy rooster. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, all joking aside, you know the, the the serious question is: I don't know how many stories need to be placed on news headlines in major publications, screaming at the top of their lungs. You've got Germany, Sweden. You've got China, you've got Australia, all these countries talking about civilian defense forces. You've got Houthi rebels bombing cargo ships in the Red Sea, shutting down the majority of global shipping traffic. You've got Israel, Hamas. You've got China, Taiwan. You've got Putin saying he will use nukes. You've got France saying we will send in troops to defeat you. You've got Chuck Schumer saying we must win this war. And now... You have another story from the Telegraph. I don't know if I pulled up. They said, we, we have to win before November. Otherwise, World War III will officially begin. Surprise, surprise. Just in time for the election. Mm. But with all of these headlines, at a certain point, a person might put down their pretense and say, maybe prepping's not so bad. Look, <laughs> I'm not going to get super involved in, in telling people what to do or anything, but the dollar Chickens. the dollar is only becoming less valuable if you buy things that last and that are at, that you can use in emergency situations and stuff you're getting the most out of your money if you don't own guns and ammo at this point i mean <clears throat> okay come on phil uh uh bezos zuckerberg selling off billions in stock yeah i think zuckerberg did billions it might have been i think it was billions <clears throat> you've got uh uh Quiver Quantitative posted this video where they talk about, uh, I believe it's Senator Tuberville. Is it a senator or is it a congressman? It's a senator. 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 How he's got a great track record in Congress. And all of a sudden he starts selling a whole bunch of stocks. There's no pattern. He's just dumping stocks. So you got to wonder about uh, what is going on that's making these powerful elites. Yeah, and, I, I and Zuckerberg <laughs> building a bunker in Hawaii with Wagyu beef. Yeah. He's got cattle, Wagyu cattle he's raising in Hawaii. Look, we've been getting stories for a while about the ultra wealthy building these underground bunkers. And I'm like, guys. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You've got them saying we will send NATO into Ukraine, which is a full scale declaration of war with Russia. Russia saying if we are threatened, we will use nukes. Maybe they're all lying. Fine, whatever. Then don't buy your chickens. I'll buy the rest of them. And if, you know, push comes to shove and ish hits the fan. I will be living in a van down by the river with some chickens being raised just, uh, you know, outside, and I will be eating them. In a van down by the river. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I got I got a van. It's solar. It's got solar power. Uh, we haven't used it in years. It's just been sitting. We get it tuned up every every once in a while. We're going to redo all of it. I, I talked about this on the Joe Rogan show with Dorsey. I was like, you know, if you guys keep doing this, then tensions in this country are going to boil over. I'm going to build a van and have that thing ready to go live in a, down by the river. And when the world falls apart and the cities are in decay and the urban liberals are eating each other quite literally because there's no food or water, I'm going to be sitting in a van playing Spelunky on a little TV, you know, with air conditioning. There you go. And to Phil's point, if you don't own firearms, 
go get some, go get some ammo. I mean, you know, and to Tim's point, look, for me, uh, you know, look, I, I hunt every season. Uh, I'm able to harvest a ton of venison. Um, usually lasts me uh, close to a year sometimes. We're still eating through it. It's wonderful. It's very healthy. You, you know, everybody goes to Whole Foods for, you know, grass-fed, organic, blah, blah, blah. These guys, you know, deers are that. And there's too free. many of them. And it's free. And there's too many of them. Yeah, yeah we they, had like we had like 20 on our lawn last year. It was nuts. And I'm like, what are we going to do about that? That'll this? only last for one season, though. Yeah. yeah. One one season, there's too many. The next season, good there's luck not, finding a deer. Yeah. Really? Like, well, I mean, they'll get wiped out. There's, think yeah. about how many they people are around extinct. here. They will go extinct. Yeah. They will go extinct. They'll get wiped out instantly. Like, within, because you're going to have a, a certain amount of people that are going to actually know how to harvest them properly and stuff mm. like that. And then there's going to be literally you know a ton of people that are starving that are just you know that are going to waste a ton of 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 meat and stuff because they don't know what to do so they'll kill it and chop the legs off and be like oh i got something for now you know and that's not how that works go get those back straps first but uh (laughs) but yeah like the thing is like now is it's like the world is still functioning get prepared for bad times while you can people so frequently say oh well you know you don't need this or you don't need to do that or i'll worry about it later it's like look the time to prepare is when it when everything's fine well All, it's the classic. reason it's the ant and the grasshopper it's yeah. the classic fable it's gonna be really funny when there's like if slash when let's say war breaks out the economy breaks down social order is shattered to a certain degree and you end up with like you know, a farm out in, you know, central West Virginia somewhere where it's not too hilly or whatever. They, they've, they've, they've created a fort, a fort around their property where they're growing a lot of crops. They've got maybe like a hundred people there. And then one day comes a knock on the door. Some travelers, some wary travelers and the guards are like, Who, who's there? And they're like, you know, we, we're, we're travelers. We're hungry and we're looking for a place we, we can do work. And he looks down and he sees a young Zizem and a Zizer and he's <laughs> like, and what skills do you have? And one's like, I'm an Instagram influencer. And the other one's <laughs> like, I, I I write movie reviews for BuzzFeed. And he's going to oh, be like, no. get back, get back. And they're gonna, they're gonna, he's going to ring the bell like, they're here. And then they're going <laughs> to chase him off. I'm half kidding, but I mean, like in all seriousness, these city people are going to have, most of them have nothing of value to provide. And they, and they won't have the physical capability to even lift rocks. I mean, think about this. I heard this the other day. Um, I was talking to one of these uh, gas companies, and um, you know they've got these new laws in New York as it relates to gas stoves and blah 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 blah. I hate that so much. Yeah, it's so it, stupid. It's it's insane. So just Manhattan alone, if those pilot lights went out, mm-hmm. it would take six <laughs> months to relight all of them. Jesus, that sounds six about right. Months just when in I was Manhattan. In Brooklyn, alone. I had a I had a gas stove in Brooklyn. Yeah. I always had a gas stove everywhere I lived in New York City. Several different apartments, always gas stove. Now they're banning them. Now yeah. they're banning them. Dude, yeah. look. I don't like it. The, the people cook who, with fire. Just cook with fire. It's better. The, the yeah. people who Tried live in these cities are living on the good graces of farmers. Yes. And, the fa- and, and so long as farmers agree to sell their food to the cities, you'll have order. But if at any point... Farmers got super political and they're just like, we don't, we don't sell to you because you're going to, it's going to end up down the, down the chain and end up in New York city. If truckers decide to stop sending in New York city, I mean, the politics in this country can change overnight. If truckers, just the majority of truckers were like, we don't deliver to New York and Chicago and LA. 
Well, you know, it's, it's pretty over. interesting because I, I spent most of my life living in the coast, right? And so in Boston and New York and Philadelphia, you go to the grocery store and you buy spinach and your spinach is really fresh and it has dirt on the roots. And now I live out here in West Virginia and I love living out here. But when I go to the grocery store, my spinach mostly is in packages. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why my spinach is in packages in the middle well, of the country. Could it be that they don't grow spinach here and they do grow it there? Well, maybe they do, but they don't grow spinach in Boston either. Yeah, but they'll pay a premium. Do they? Spinach in Boston? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, people in but cities people will pay will have, more money. Like, people will have, you know, hydroponic farms and things mm-hmm. like that. Like there's hydroponic farms all over Brooklyn. But those are mostly just go to like the little commie co-ops anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I think it might be price But it's not just though. spinach. It's lots of stuff comes in packages here and it doesn't yeah. come in packages in New York. And I think it's because it gets shipped in. Yeah. And there's Jersey, like Jersey isn't much further from here, you no. know, South Jersey where all the farms are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's some places are probably willing to pay Yeah, it a looks like uh, New York grows a lot of spinach. They do. I could be wrong. Uh, let me let me see if I can find a, a, an actual there's a, map. There's certainly a lot of farm out there in, in New York. No, maybe yeah, I guess they like don't. upstate, right? Upstate and stuff, yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of dairy in New York. Uh, yeah. Uh, everything no, north of Albany is New England. It's just like Vermont. Well, it's not as good as vermont <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly as good as vermont it's fine it's fine it's out fine there. it's fine no I, I, I don't i don't i don't know maybe the chat knows where where i'm not sure it, it's of. a question yeah. that i've been having lately because i go into the grocery store and my spinach is in a package and it's not what grocery store you going to? i go to i go to all the grocery stores i try all the grocery stores all right. well all let's jump them. to this story from news nation army is cutting twenty four thousand jobs in revamp to prepare for future wars. Wait, what? You're cutting 24,000 jobs? Okay, now what people don't understand is they thought this was that they were getting rid of 24,000 troops. No, 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 no. They're saying that there are jobs that are unfilled. As the U.S. Army struggles with recruitment, the series is slashing its force by about 24,000, almost 5%, and restructuring to be better able to fight in future wars. The service is significantly overstructured and there aren't enough soldiers to fill existing units, according to an army document obtained by the AP. The cuts, it said, are spaces, not faces, and the army will not be asking soldiers to leave the force. So basically what they're saying is these normally would have had jobs, would have been, these, these jobs normally would have been filled by people, but because nobody wants to join anymore, they're just going to get rid of them. Now, I wonder why it is that nobody wants to join the army. The, well, I mean, there's probably a, multiple reasons. Uh, most of them have to do with uh, politics, I think. You know, the the fact that the, the army's not supposed to be political. It's not even mm-hmm. the army. It's all of it. I mean, mm-hmm. people have pointed out with this uh, Aaron Bushnell guy. He was a member of some, like, leftist LGBT anarchy thing or something like that. Yeah. Is that what it was called? Yeah, he was He's like a leftist. an anarchist. Lily and... Anarchity. Yeah. So this, this per- individual was clearly, like, known to people for ex- expressing these views. He's and, just a communist. But you know what I think it is? I think that a lot of uh, um, serious mental issues are being masked by social justice issues. Yeah. I think that's definitely true. So as, yes. if, if like you go back 20 years and someone was claiming that they were the other gender, like they would not be given surgeries. They'd be given therapy, evaluation and, and treatment, especially young people. So now you have someone like Aaron Bushnell who's just, you know, commits suicide while screaming free Palestine. And it's clearly a mental illness issue, but it was probably obvious to anybody, yet no one did anything. And this is indicative of what the current U.S. services are like. 
that someone could be clearly unwell, yeah. but it's masked behind social justice. And the, and the, the military used to be pretty good about getting people that had some kind of me, uh, mental illness or, or whatever. It used to be pretty good about getting people out and they're not anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, Well, because they need bodies probably, right? Not, well, not only that, it's I think that it's a lot of it is ideological. Interesting. That the, they just the offer more mental health services. What? They just offer more mental health services and all that kind of stuff. I mean, maybe they do. I don't, I mean, sure, they offer trans stuff for trans people to, to get surgeries and stuff like that, which I think is absolutely absurd. But I think so too. Um, but they are, they're, they're just, the, the culture in the military has changed so much. You've got, you know, General Miley talking about, I, you know, I want to understand white rage. When you have the majority of people that join up are young men. They're, you know, white guys or Hispanic guys are the, the vast majority because there's tons of Hispanic dudes in, in the military. Um, but those guys, they look at each other as as you know normal dudely kind of dudes. Normal and dudely kind of dudes. That's that's you know guys understand. This is a but great phrase. Bro. Yeah, I love like this. God, like they're just guys, guys essentially, uh -huh. and that's the way that they act. That's the way they behave around each other. And you get a bunch of Marines together, and you see it instantaneously. They're gonna try and like climb something, make everything look into like like it's wieners, try and beat the crap out of each other. That's just the way they act. And when you have a a culture that is very very different. It, uh, the the leftist culture is not competitive. It's mm -hmm. not aggressive the same way. If you get trans people and stuff, they, they don't have the same kind of but that would attitude. And you you're going to see people like that doesn't attract people that are left wing or left leaning politically. It just well, doesn't. This guy, this guy was part of this guy was involved with An Antifa too. Andy No was looking into really? this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He wow. said he's he, a commie. He, he was found a commie. that the Reddit account belonging to Bushnell confirmed his involvement in Antifa social networks wow. and that he was mocking deceased military members and supporting intimidation of elected wow. leaders and that he was involved with the, uh, he was a booster of the Stop Cop City, you know, Treehouse Antifa. Oh, in so this is a seditionist. Atlanta. Yeah. He was a revolutionary communist. Well, Phil so, just mentioned the word culture though. And I think that's an important one because there there is a massive cultural shift, not just in the military, but in this country, in this country, as There's it a cultural to, revolution, it, yeah, as, as it relates to public service, serving your country, nationalism, which is like somehow a bad word. I don't think it is at all. Uh, like nationalist feeling, having pride in your country, wanting to contribute to it. That is seen as something that is a negative now. That's a negative in the United States. And, have to, and, and the left has been winning this narrative now. For years, you have to understand that it's a negative because they have managed to reframe what it means, right? So they've taken the word, and this is this is something that we're very familiar with around here. The meanings of words have changed significantly over the past five or so years, and the most the most uh, obvious or the one that people know are most familiar with is the word racism. Racism doesn't mean bigotry based on race anymore. It means power plus prejudice. Though, and so you end up with people that will bounce between the two meanings in the same conversation as a tactic to keep people that they're debating with or arguing with off base. You don't understand what they're meaning. The intent is to manipulate. We should no, change you're the word. You know, and you're 100% right. Look, <laughs> Let's, what's a I, good word to change? <clears throat> look, I say, I say nationalism. I'm sure there's somebody hearing this out here and they're like, that means racism. It's Communism. like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. It actually means, you know, we, I, I consider myself a nationalist. I have pride in you my gotta country. Under, you got to understand that like you're not, you can't, you don't, 
you we like you don't get to make the call. Like if you say, "Oh, I'm a nationalist," blah blah, someone's gonna grab that and they're gonna be like, "Look, he's a nationalist." And then everyone that's great, go- put it on a poster. And that's the that's the <laughs> that is a terrible move because they make a they make a a term radioactive. And then if you if you you can't internalize it like the way you can with like deplorable, right? So deplorable was easy because it, first of all, it was so many people that were that were tossed into it. Anyone that you didn't like was tossed into these deplorable blah blah blah. There was no association for deplorable with anything in history at all nationalism when you when you say nationalism the average person thinks national socialist whether we like it or not and you are not gonna get that back homeboy you are not getting that back alexander alexander hamilton was a nationalist who? Alexander Hamilton yeah, was a nationalist. Sure was. George Bernie Washington Sanders was a nationalist. A nationalist. So was Lin Manuel Miranda when he wrote Hamilton the musical. Bernie yeah. Sanders is a nationalist capitalist. Every one to the of World you, Socialist website. Every one of you is right, and then they're going to take what you say, clip it, and they're going to play it for some for for Norm the Normie. And his wife. You've been talking to James Let's Lindsay. go. And, yeah. and they're going to say. Bernie oh. Sanders is a nationalist capitalist. Bernie Sanders is a nationalist capitalist. Clip yes. that. Share yes. with everybody. It's a fact. But what the point, the point that I'm making is you can't take it back and internalize it and say, oh, no, we're taking this. I am blah, blah, because they're going to clip it. They're going to make they're going to slime you with racist nazis blah 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 and there's nothing you're so gonna what? be able to do there's nothing you're gonna be able so to do what? about it well that, that the mistake if you made, want to the you mis- can the mistake made by the right is cowering every time someone calls them a naughty word that it's is not, a mistake it's garbage yeah, i'm so yeah, sick of and, that, and, and that and look, because on the and left I, what they do is they say oh you we you're calling us a nasty word we're going to reclaim it we're going to reclaim the word you know what right. i mean the yeah. left always takes the nasty word and says you're right it's our word now that's right the the, the and the right I, goes don't call say, me word i can't say the idea you see that the Ricky you should... Gervais joke about the n-word that was funny what well, i can't say it because it's the n-word you have to watch. <laughs> you have everyone's to, thinking it go ahead just let it rip no, you, you, you gotta watch it because the context yeah. like his delivery makes it was it. perfect yeah very the, funny I, I i don't dispute that you should not cower from someone accusing you of something not saying that you should be like oh i'm afraid he's going to call me a racist but it is foolish to say i'm going to walk into the trap that they've set and that's what they've done they've set the trap with the the word nationalist no the problem is we don't control the media and we need to break the media narrative control and that's nothing else matters this is the only don't disagree with that either the only way we do that is to flood the word to the point where their statements don't make sense anymore. So when they say nationalist means X, we keep saying nationalist over and over and over again in a context that doesn't apply to what they're claiming until someone says, wait, what? But CNN, that doesn't make any sense. And they say, oh, well, I don't know what you're listening to. You must be listening to garbage. I don't. Yeah, look, I'm I'm for American nationalism. I am for conservative nationalism. That is, I think that is a good thing in this country. I absolutely do. National conservatism, good thing. Everybody should be it. Put my face on a poster. You can put it on there, and I'll win by 60 points instead of 50 in West Virginia. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and the point is this. They say racism over and over and over again. You know what actually started working is they tired the word out. And so people just started saying, so what? Shane Gillis ends up posting SNL. Mm-hmm. And he made some naughty jokes, and they freaked out. And too bad. It's like you you have no power here anymore. You've exhausted the screaming at the top of your lungs. So what I'm saying is, say you're a nationalist. 
Let CNN. Oh, I love this story. Let's 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 jump to this story. Let me see if I where do I have this one lined up? It's uh it's somewhere. Hold on, let me try and find out where I put it. It's in. Is it in the back? Did it did it close? Where is this? Oh, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. MSNBC yesterday, pro pro Trump CPAC speaker pledges end of democracy. I'd like to play for you this clip from MSNBC, and I uh, I hope you enjoy it. Hey, look, welcome to the end of democracy. <laughs> We're here to overthrow it completely. We didn't get all the way there on January 6th, but we will we, we will endeavor to, forget, to get rid of it and replace it with, with this right here. We'll replace it with this right, right. here. Amen. <laughs> That's right, because all glory, all glory is not to government, all glory to God. Here we go. If I were the uh, Biden campaign, I would pay to have every American see the yes. CPAC convention, because the thing that has been thwarting Republicans uh, in the midterms and since has been this impression of the Republican Party as an extreme party. Yesterday, you had someone stand up at the CPAC convention as speaker and basically talk about we're going to we, we, we start. We almost toppled democracy on January 6th. <laughs> we're going to do it now with this. And he held up a cross basically advocating for theocracy. Uh, this is not the image that the Republican Party this wants. Is CNN. It's hysterical, yeah. wait, 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 Mark. Here's David Axelrod, <laughs> with this. that message to the Biden campaign after a far-right activist told attendees at CPAC his goal is to overthrow democracy and finish <laughs> the mission of January 6th, which was met with glee. That's right, and it's met with glee here on That's Timcast a good pause IRL. right there. This was um, amazing because the, no one understood the, the, anything the, that Jack was saying. The yeah. room temperature <laughs> IQ of the people at MSNBC and CNN <laughs> brings me great joy. And me too. <laughs> the, what we, what we want to do here is continually mock them into sheer embarrassment so that nobody would ever want to associate with them out of fear that they will be belittled or shamed. The, the, this is, listen... Any sane, rational person heard Jack laugh after the first se se mm -hmm. sentence and everyone start laughing as well. OK, if these people want to act like this was, you know, on CNN, I don't think they showed the clip. So they're playing a dirty game like they normally do. Sure but are. if you ever want to ask yourself why CNN's ratings are apocalyptically low and why they've been, you know, basically about to go under for the past couple of years, look no further. And this is exactly where we need to be to the point where. The, so let me put it this way. In the Trump years, they didn't know what to do. All they knew was complaining about Trump got them views. Mm -hmm. Millions upon millions of views. Once Trump left, they had nothing to do. And their views started going down. I used to have CNN on 24-7. Back when I was in Jersey, I had a projector screen with CNN on the wall. And I would leave it running for breaking news. But at some point, I noticed something. I was sitting in my room. This has got to be like 2018 or something. And I'm like, you know, reading news articles. And then I look up at the screen and it's a panel sitting in a circle talking about Donald Trump. And I'm like, whatever. And then I see on Twitter some big news is happening in Iran. And so I'm like, I get up and I look at CNN. It's a panel talking about Trump. So I switched to Fox News. Fox News covering Iranian uprising. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm watching Fox News. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Instead. I, I eventually post on Instagram the CNN challenge. Turn on CNN and then switch to Fox News. And what will you find? CNN will always be talking about Donald Trump and Fox <laughs> News will be talking about the news. And that's when I was like, off. There is no way CNN could ever get me back as a viewer. What that means is when CNN got that new boss and he tried, Chris Licht, when he tried to be like, let's stop being far left psychopaths, it did not bring the viewers back. Why? I'm not going to come back and watch your garbage. You set yourselves on fire. I'm out. Let's encourage more of this. You know, this, who's that? Micah Brzezinski? Is that, is that who that is? Mika Brzezinski. Mika Brzezinski. Yeah. Let her. Look at the face she's making. Come on, can we pull it? Look at that face. Yeah. Is there a way to zoom in on that face? Can we? We can't make it any bigger. Make, I, yeah. I had the similar thought, though. She looks absolutely I'm gonna, I'm retarded. Gonna... Sorry, can I say that? <laughs> yes, you can. Sorry. sorry. I'm just going to. Sorry, gonna, crazy I'm gonna, lady. I'm gonna, I'm you can say that. that and you can't say nationalism. I, listen, I am telling you what I'm telling you what the left is going to do. Know, I'm not I telling know, you what I want. I'm not telling you my preference. I'm not telling you that I think this is good. I'm not telling you I'm happy about it. I'm telling you what they're going to do. I'm not telling this, you that I want them to do this. This is we we are we're, every day we are seeing the corporate press just destroy themselves. Let us gloat and mock them. And you know what I think? You know, I, I was thinking something really. It was kind of obvious to me when I thought about it. Advertisers don't really care that much to advertise to 18 year olds. They don't have money. And so, they, so you know, they're, they're, they're starting to come into that bracket. And so 18 to 35 is the money demo. But on the lower end of things, they're like, well, you know, look, if we want to sell a product, we want to find like 34 year old men and women. These are the people who are in middle management. They're starting to take over industries. They got cash to spend, advertise to them. And so I'm like, advertise to 18 year olds. Send a message to them. That's where we want to be. So we should uh, do everything in our power to direct all of like, you know, all of our parallel economic efforts should be advertised towards 18 to 24 year olds. 10 years from now, when they're 35, they'll be, you know, in, in, in our camp. So let's mock MSNBC. Let's mock CNN and mock them and make 18, 24 year olds laugh at them. Bring them in on the joke and say, hey, look how mm -hmm. stupid these people are. And then you destroy them. They will not be able to, you know, look, man, if 18 and 24 year olds feel that MSNBC and CNN are garbage in 10 years, they will be out of business because they will have no viewers left. I imagine that's probably already written into the cards, but that's just perhaps, perhaps, but, uh, I rather enjoy the absurdity. I'm going to, I'm going to tweet this here, uh, picture real quick. Just, to <laughs> just that there you go democracy <laughs> there it is solid yeah, do you want to make a point because jack is right is power does come from god not from government it's true he's 100 percent correct and you had the what was it on cnn where that woman said the fringe christian right believes that rights come from believe that rights come from god or something is that what yeah you said? the fr the fringe christian right in the literal founding documents <laughs> in the literal declaration of this fringe christian nationalists but it's but it's, <laughs> started it's not this even, country it's not even that this woman on CNN said something like that, like the fringe Christian right thinks that rights come from God. It's basic moral philosophy yeah. as mm -hmm. to whether you believe in God or not, within the nature of existence, there are certain things you are you can do. And so I have to describe it as like, what rights do you have? Anything you can do in the middle of the woods. You can speak, you can defend yourself, 
You can build shelter. You can do a lot of stuff, but you don't get healthcare, right? So healthcare is not a human right. Right. You don't get food. Food's not a human right. You know, you don't get anyone else's labor. Ain't nobody there to do it for you. The, uh, the difference between positive and negative rights is something that the left has tried to, uh, well, the difference between positive and negative rights is the difference between actual rights and privileges or, or, or uh, benefits provided by government, right? Negative rights are things that you can do, and like Tim says, in absence of government. And then all of your positive rights, they're literally all just gifts from government. So it's literally taking from other people. Yep. So that way you can give it to give it to healthcare is a human right. Yeah. 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 I, I, I mean I someone I else's labor belongs to you. Yeah. I don't remember those in the Ten Commandments, which the I mean, that's literally, right? I mean, look, this is a Judeo Christian country. That's where we founded a lot of our laws, where they came from, Old Testament, New Testament, a mixture of those. And it, it's pretty clear, right? And they weren't talking about healthcare or any of these other things, but that is how this country was founded. Obviously, they pulled a lot from different philosophers in Greece and things like that as well. But that is, it, it is a foundational piece of this country. But but uh, Prager, uh, Dennis Prager makes the point excellently, cut flower or cut stem politics, I forgot the phrase he uses, where you can cut a flower from its root and hold it up and it's beautiful, but eventually it will die. So I look at, yes, the things that most people in this country claim they support, even liberals, they claim to support free speech, but half of them don't. Speedy trials, all of these things are rooted in biblical teaching, and they were adapted in a way, uh, you know, in, into into our government. Mm. Then you look at someone like Bill Maher, total atheist, absolutely secular, but still holds these moral traditions, free speech, speedy trials, all of those things that are rooted in biblical teaching. The next step after him is wokeness, amorality, a lack of morals altogether. Yeah. Well, and, and this is by no means to say, look, you need to believe in God. Uh, you know, people don't, but you do need to respect the values, culture, and norms that have been created in this country by those kind of foundational principles. Now, myself, you know, I'm, I am religious, very much so. I'm a very strong practicing Catholic. Not everybody is. That's fine. But— the way we got these laws or the way we got these laws, you can say whatever you want about it, but you can't go back and rewrite it. It, it. it exists. Yeah, I think the important thing to understand is the reason why the left doesn't care for the way we see the world is that it is rooted in in, in Christian uh, moral foundations. And that doesn't mean you need to believe in God to, under, to, to adhere to them. You know, Bill Maher opens the door to a lot of bad things, but he does call out the woke periodically. He does believe things that are incorrect, so we can criticize him for that. But he believes in free speech. He believes in uh, uh, a lot of these principles. And it's a good thing, but you can see it fading. And so the far left absolutely despises all things Christian, including the fundamental rights that most Americans believe in. And the problem is when you separate Christianity from the future generations, you eventually will erase all of the moral philosophies that came with those teachings. Yeah, that's basically what happened. And like even the existentialists talked about that, about how they were erratic, you know, they were, uh, they didn't believe in God, but they were essentially using the Christian foundations as a means to build on top of that and as a means to declare that there was a necessity for personal responsibility. But yeah, when you pull the foundation, the whole thing collapses. It's a house of cards. And the left doesn't realize that. They don't realize that everything that they have been doing is actually founded in Judeo-Christian morality. See, I have yeah. a different I have a different 
take on the on where the left's like whole philosophy comes from like i think that they're counter enlightenment i don't think there is a moral philosophy i think it's it's absence of well that's part of being counter enlightenment right like if they're if you're counter enlightenment then you don't have to worry about truth they reject truth right mm -hmm. they reject the idea of truth they think that everything's subjective so the reason that to normal people it seems like they don't have a philosophy is because they don't have they don't believe in what's in anything being true there is no objective truth we can't even know reality right so the 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 argument goes because our senses have a, a, a characteristic, right? We can never actually know reality. Everything that we see and everything we experience is all our brain interpreting what's going on in the world around us. We are forever cut off from reality. So that means there is no reality. That means talking about reality is the wrong thing to talk about or talking about things that are true or, or any of that kind of concrete reality they reject entirely mm -hmm. and so if they reject reality it doesn't matter what they're arguing because they're only arguing to try and acquire power well, or to get to a certain happened power. too with the with jack's speech last week at cpac which was actually really fascinating he spoke on thursday but then he spoke to the full convention on friday and i was sitting back you know with the rest of the dirty media in the media section um and it was it was an incredibly powerful speech and he did talk about the end of democracy but what he was talking about were all of the things that have been put in place by the Democrats over the past several years that will spell the end of democracy yeah. from mail-in voting, you know, as a big thing to all of these, all of, I can't remember them all right now, which is annoying, but um, all of these different things that the left has enacted to destroy the foundations of American democracy. And he yeah. was saying, we are facing the American democracy, the end of democracy. Why? Because all of these things have been put in place in order to end it in order to you know prevent americans from you know having their own country from the decimation of the border to the massive crime to the lockdowns to the destruction of the educational system the destruction of the you know ballot integrity for lack of a better way to say it with mail-in balloting and the harvesting and all of that stuff that's what he was talking about and so it was so clear like within 15 minutes of his speech i looked on google and it was Everybody, it was Newsweek and the New York Times, everybody complaining about what he had said without listening at all to what he was saying. It was an incredible indictment of the Democratic left. One, well, of, one of the uh, best pieces of media that I've seen in a very long time is in Baldur's Gate 3. And that's probably why it's considered like, I don't know, it's going to win game of the year. It's considered this big deal. And I, I really do recommend, I don't know, if video games aren't your thing, you can just watch or whatever. But there's this moment in the game it's a cutscene, basically, where you find a, 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 a there's this guy named Malice Thorm and his ideology is rooted in what he describes as absence that I'll simplify everything for you. The fact that you can see is the actual cancer, because now you can experience all of the awfulness of reality and you'd be better off being cured by being killed. And so it's this I, I can't even it's just one of the most amazing bits of fiction i've seen in a long time the actor the display the gruesome the gore is is amazing he's like a he's a claiming to be a doctor as he's mercilessly torturing a guy claiming don't worry i'm curing you and i bring this up because it reminds me so much of what the left is we are helping you as they steal from you we are we are giving you protecting your rights as they rob you of your rights they are they are they are nihilistic amoral individuals who are assuring you that their morality is the is the path towards the cure for what ails you while they destroy everything that is good in this world. Just 
Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. I, yeah. I think one of the most salient points, though, that, you know, obviously Jack made in the speech, and this is what we're talking about, is, you know, power coming from God. The, the big question that we have here in what's eroded in this country is power versus authority, right? It's power versus authority. In the absence of those things and power and authority uh, ultimately coming from God, what are you left with? You're left with will to power. Will to power, which is Friedrich Nietzsche, and will to mm-hmm. power means whatever you have, I want and I will take, right? And that's why we're basically left in this situation where there is no kind of moral standard left here to communicate with each other and it's all will to power it's i'm going to destroy you what you're trying to do and this and that there there is no consensus kind of well maybe that's kind of you know above the fray maybe we shouldn't do it but that no longer exists unfortunately particularly with the left and to phil's point i mean really what they are it's like it's the the rationalists right they rationalize their own existence, mm-hmm. their own gender. Well, and they gender. rationalize their own sin, and they rationalize all of it. Yes, and it's a self-rationalization where it's like they have to co- be in constant revolution and change, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. And like constantly the, justifying their own depravity. Yeah, and the gender that they are and this and that. And the end of the day, what they're constantly searching for and will never find is purpose. Mm-hmm. And purpose is the ultimate thing that lacks now, unfortunately, in this country and which is being eroded further and further. Um, and that's why you see people, you know, going into getting surgeries and all this. Maybe this is my purpose. Maybe my purpose is to be a woman right. or this or that. You know, it's yeah. that. And that, it's all it, it's because <clears throat> for them, it all comes from or Palestine, you know. Yeah. Right. That's <laughs> the new that's the new that, thing. That's the other purpose. But, and, 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 and it this, all comes this, from this internal place of, you know, narcissism yes, and, and self-obsession. I, I think Israel-Palestine is a really great example of the emptiness of heart that uh, this generation is experiencing. Because, uh, you know, I, I talked about this with, with Ian in the Members Only show. When he gets into it and starts saying like, oh, Israel, this, Israel, that. I'm like, Ian, can you name any other country that has received billions of dollars in funding and was set up by the United States government? He's like, no. I'm like, so the question is, why do you know and care so much about just Israel? I think, uh, I think, what did we give, like 180 billion to Vietnam or some insane number like at yeah, that I time? I can't remember. Not that we're still doing that. And certainly that you're allowed to be concerned about Israel. My point is simply for someone to go out in the street and immolate themselves over Palestine, a place they'd never been to, and when there's so much injustice in the world, why choose this one topic? Well, it's the cause celebrate right now of, of the left. Yeah. And for people with no purpose, they found it here now. They can do something. Yeah, it, it, it didn't do anything, but you know. And this is important. I just want to, for the audience, and you can Google this, but it, look, rationalism, the end of the day, means that that individual, self-rationalism, they are the ultimate arbiter of what is true. That's why someone's truth is different than my truth, and we don't have common truth anymore, right? Like, I, you know, somebody identifies as a woman, and I'm like, that's a man. It's like, no, I'm a woman. This is my uh, self-realized persona. This is who I am. That, that's why, that's how we've gotten here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they, yeah. they, re- they reject the concept of truth. They don't believe that you can know truth. Let's reality. jump to this story from the post-millennial. Before I read the headline for you, I have, I have this um, hope that my long shot conspiracy theory is true. And that is that the deep state is actually setting up an establishment that is so reviled, 
it forces people to support Donald Trump and will lead to a great American resurgence. That is to say, the deep state is secretly supporting Trump by pretending to support Biden. Why? (laughs) Because then saying rational people come out and say, you've gone too far. You're crazy. We need someone to secure our borders. We need to strengthen America. We need to make America great again. And if the deep state actually cared about America, they'd be like, that's the way you trick people into doing it. Because now, headline, young voters 18 to 34 moving to Trump over Biden, Axios poll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 52% of respondents said they would vote for the current current president if the election's around today, compared to 48% for his predecessor. When only those who said they were definitely going to vote in November were asked, however, Biden's support rose to 59. The vast majority of those surveyed said the economy, blah, blah, blah. The poll was conducted among a representative sample of 1,073 18 to 34 year olds. So this is um, what, like the fourth or fifth poll showing not necessarily that Trump is winning among the youth vote, but that it's become neck and neck, which right. is unthinkable. It used to be oh, like yeah. two to one or three to <laughs> yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Now, young people are actually kind of like, eh, I think I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. I, I, I want to say this to all the Gen Z and all the younger viewers out there who are watching. If you're asking yourself why it is your college degree won't get you a job, if you're asking why it is you can't afford to get an apartment, the next question you need to ask yourself is why are Democrats giving luxury hotel rooms to illegal immigrants who just arrived here? And why are they be, being given debit cards with thousands of dollars on them while you are struggling to survive in your own country where you pay taxes? They promised you things. They said, you go to school you will get a good job. And what happened? They're giving away luxury hotel rooms to people who just showed up illegally. Ask yourself, do you deserve that? I got to tell you, in my opinion, you deserve more than that. I believe we should kick all these illegal immigrants out right now and give Gen Z those those uh, 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 those luxury hotel rooms. What say you, Gen Z? That's a compromise as far as I'm concerned. I, I, I was in favor of a form of student debt forgiveness, which would be the termination of all interest. And anyone who paid interest beyond their principal loan, the rest would be it would be forgiven and any overpayments would would be applied to future taxes. The money for this should come from the universities themselves. If you have loans and you in your principal, you have to pay back what you were given. But for those who are ripped off and exploited by the system, and lied to and tricked, the problem we face now is not a, yeah, but what about me? That's not fair. I don't care if it's fair. What I care about is we need the next generation to be able to buy homes. We need them to be able to get jobs and raise families. And they're not going to do it being stunted and corrupted by this 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 predatory system. Now, forgiving all the loans doesn't solve anything. I think forgiving the interest and applying overpayments toward, as, as a credit towards taxes or something is a way to go about doing it. That being said, Joe Biden justified the Supreme Court and said he would do it anyway because he is a, a amoral crack. He's an amoral crackpot. But if we do not have uh, let, let me say, let me say one last thing. You know, I'm going to give you my thoughts on the housing market right now. I was telling Riley this earlier. Yeah, I believe and I'm not an expert. I believe that within 20 years, the price of houses will collapse to rock bottom. You think? And I'll tell you why. People like to point out how boomers hold a disproportionate amount of wealth in this country, more than most generations ever have. But most wealth is being held in the form of real estate, which means a boomer owns a house worth $400,000 and will sell it to another boomer for $400,000. Maybe there's a wealthier millennial who can afford it and they'll buy it too, but typically it's property held by the older generation. Now, what happens when the boomers start dying? They're going to get older and they're going to start passing away. Children 
who are millennials or Gen Z will inherit mm-hmm. a $500,000 property. Typically, what happens in these scenarios is that you'll have a kid who lives in Chicago and his parents were from Maryland. His parents die. And then he gets a phone call. He's like, oh, no, my parents are dead. I'm, I'm sad. He goes to the funeral. And then the lawyer says, what would you like to do with your inheritance, which is this house and these accounts? The kid says, I don't want to live in Maryland. I don't want to deal with the taxes. I can't maintain the house. Sell it. So I got to be a glut. I, I got good news for all of you, though. Who can afford among millennials and Gen Z to buy a half a million dollar house? Nobody. So as it happens, the heir then says a month later, did you sell the house? No, nobody wants to buy it. Why not? Because nobody can afford it. Okay, lower it 50,000 a month later. Lower it another 50. Finally, it sells for 250. The prices are going to collapse because the value is on paper based on real estate, which Gen Z and millennials cannot afford. Well, this happened too with all of the golf properties, right? Like yeah. all of the, of like my grandparents' generation, which would have been the ones who lived through the Great Depression and fought in World War II. They all bought like these homes on golf courses. And then their kids, the boomers, inherited these homes. And no one wanted the homes and the, you know, on the golf course. No one wanted yep. that. So those, those prices Became ended worthless. up being worth nothing. But as you were talking about with regard to, you know, Gen Z and millennials and loan forgiveness and things like that. Did you see the uh, Washington Post today put out a story saying the economy is roaring. Immigration is a key reason. And that's on the same thing. Yeah, that's on Gen the same- Z needs to see yeah. this video. You like share this video with Gen Zers and say, I don't care if you think Trump's a fascist. I literally mm-hmm. don't. I don't care if you think he's Hitler number two. You're allowed to hate the man. But you should ask yourself why it is they are allowing, what is it now, 16 some odd million or 15 million non-citizens they have allowed them to illegally enter the country. And you might say, yeah, what's the big deal? Well, they're getting your stuff. Yeah, they're and getting you know what? all your money. They're getting all your accommodations. They're getting your Xboxes, you know, courtesy of the city of New York. They're getting your property. And why is it that someone, this, I'm, I'm deeply offended by this, that there's a 26-year-old who should have their own home with four bedrooms and a white picket fence, a wife and children. Instead, they are saying, I can't afford this five foot by 10 foot box in New York City. And non-citizens are being given luxury hotel rooms. They're being given thousands of dollars in a debit card that we are all paying for. The children of this nation who are entering adulthood and need to be able to raise families and enter society are being barred from doing so. Unfortunately, many of them are voting for it. So I can't be too mad about people like David Hogg or... uh, Who's that? Who's that other guy? Um, the Democrat there's Gen Z so guy, Harry oh. or whatever. <laughs> there's a couple of. There's that Harry <laughs> right. guy, and then there's the uh, the Asian kid, who is. Let, but but, the, but these kids are all rich. They oh, don't yeah. care. Oh, yeah. They're taken care of. It's the poor kids or the working class families who are now being told you will never own a home and you will never have a family. But don't worry. 10 million new non-citizens illegally entered the country and we're paying them to do so. Well, and they're told, these kids are told to give up their happiness. They're told to give up the things that will make them happy. They're told to find, you were talking, Riley, about bugs. meaning. They're told to go seek meaning in things that are meaningless. Yes. And then they are criticized for not being happy enough with their cricket-eating lot in life in their New York City closets. Yeah, and the interesting thing is also for the left, which, you know, historically we've had labor unions supporting people like Joe Biden and this mass influx of illegal immigration is undercutting all of their wages, all their ability to be able to even think about collectively bargaining 
with any company when they just got a million people came over the border that are going to do these jobs for like five bucks a day. Mm-hmm. I well, mean, and you have you have though also you have illegal immigrants who don't want to do that kind of work anyway. Right? <laughs> you know, like that's a thing too. They're getting this money from the government. Um, they get working papers, but then that's like what 180 something days later, mm-hmm. they're just living for free in these New York City hotels, like Tim was talking about. And the other thing too, for people who go to New York, you can't afford a hotel. Like the other hotels, they're all like three hundred dollars a night. It's ludicrous. Uh. I I I am just so deeply insulted, and and I think there's a lot of people on the right who don't. And we had this argument about student debt forgiveness, and they're like, "No, they shouldn't be given their their debt shouldn't be forgiven." And I'm like, "Well, hold on, let's have a practical conversation about this. What happens if the next generation can't get buy houses? Then like value labor like everything mm-hmm. starts breaking down. Mm-hmm. We need to figure out how to get gen- Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ...into the market. No Unfortunately, doubt. Joe Biden is burning this country to the ground, and he's taking Gen Z with him. So yeah, I feel for those kids. You know, so uh, what do you do? And, you know, that being said, that's why I'm like, I don't know that real estate is the, is the, is the right store of value right now. I have no idea what the right store of value is. Bitcoin? I mean, I, I personally, I don't think Bitcoin's a bad idea. I also don't think that, you know. What's it at now, 57? Uh, it's, it, it's pushing, it's looking like it might go for all-time highs in the next week or so. It's like at 55, it's, 56, it's, 7. It's supposed to, based on trend records, hit 200 and mm-hmm. then fall back down to like 100. Or mm-hmm. like 80, actually. Mm-hmm. So uh, you, you can look at the, the Bitcoin uh, trends yeah. of every spike. Yep. Yeah. And you can actually look at the hash rate and you can look at the industry to see exactly why it does this. The uh, the halving is in April, right? Yeah. So like when Bitcoin first hit a thousand, everyone went, ah, and then it fell down to like a hundred. Then it hit 20 and everyone, ah, and then it fell back down to like a couple thousand. Three. Three thousand. Mm-hmm. Then it hit 60,000 and it fell down to 18. This is normal. This is like normally what happens. Yeah. I, I, my, my thing is always just like, I, I, my, I'm not going to give anybody advice. I just buy a little bit periodically, but. I think the expectation right now is it'll hit 200 and then fall down to like 80. I buy by every week, regardless. Yeah, it's just because, I mean, man, again, no advice. But if you, if you, uh, instead of putting money in a bank account, put money in Bitcoin, hmm? holy crap. I, I told this, so uh, Max Kaiser retweeted this clip from the, the uh, I think it was Culture War podcast with Alex Jones, Luke Rukowski, and Shane Cashman. And Alex was telling the story about how Max Kaiser in like 2012 was like, Alex, get your IT guy in here so I can give you 10,000 Bitcoin. And it was just, it was like five grand at the time. And Alex was like, I have no idea what you're talking about, Max. I don't know how to do this. We couldn't figure it out. And Max got really angry and was like, I'm telling you how important this is. And like storms off. And then uh, I was saying like, yeah, you know, I had seen, you know, a spike because I could have bought at 70 cents. And then, you know, I'm hanging out with Max Kaiser in like 2012. And he's like, Tim, I'm telling you, you got to buy Bitcoin. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll buy some or whatever or whatever. And I didn't. And then sure enough, it spikes to a thousand. And I was like, should have listened to that guy. Yep. And so uh, I will say, fortunately for me, a couple of years later, I did end up buying a decent amount. I am very, very happy currently. And, uh, you know, 
the five. So I was telling the story where in 2011, I had five grand in savings that I never touched. And so I was like, this is for when I'm about to die. Never going to touch it. And so uh, I look at my friend and Bitcoin's at 70 cents. And I was like, you know, like my plan isn't to spend this money. Should I, I could buy some of this Bitcoin stuff, put five grand and buy like 6,000, 7,000 coins. And he was like, nah, I don't do it. It's, it's probably some scam or something. Some guy's going to sell you internet currency and it's worthless. I was like, yeah, okay. The sad part of that story, that five grand, I never spent. Hmm. Ah. The, I, I, so that five grand savings never went anywhere. If I had just said, I'll put it in Bitcoin, whatever, then it would have grown. And so again, not advice. I'm just saying, if every time you got a paycheck, you put it into Bitcoin instead of the bank, you would be gaining lots of wealth and, and, and protecting. Yeah. Or I should say, if every time I got paid, I just <laughs> bought Bitcoin instead of putting it in the bank, I'd have an insane amount of money right now, if but you, I just don't do that. If you have, if you can, like, if you have money to live on and you can go ahead and, and keep most of your savings in Bitcoin, I mean, I, I, again, not financial advice, obviously, but like at this point, it's been around long enough and, and gone up and, and gone through the cycles enough to, to kind of acknowledge that it's not going anywhere there's etfs now like it's not there's good. etfs yeah. there's banking and like the banking industry el salvador there's el salvador yeah, countries like, have staked I mean, that's themselves a huge to it deal, yeah. yeah so that's like whether whether or not you believe that it's going to be like a revolutionary technology like people like jack do and honestly i do think that there is there are some of the arguments about the the capabilities of bitcoin that your average person hasn't really thought about they don't comprehend because most people don't really understand what bitcoin is um i like if you if, when you when you kind of conceptualize the things that it could do for not just banking but for energy transfer mm -hmm. and and the 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 electric grid and and all kinds of things it's it's actually a really really impressive technology and yeah I, I, we'd like to yeah. we were talking with some folks about trying to set up bitcoin mining operations here in west virginia just because we have an abundance of energy mm -hmm. and Ke a lot of Kevin excess energy. talking about it yeah the, yeah the data, data building data centers yeah, he came down to Charleston and met with the governor. Wow. Um, that was just bye bye New just, York. Just a few a uh, few weeks ago, actually, so how's he that, came to, How's that going? Well, it's going well. I mean, I, so I'm on the state economic development authority board, so I can't get into too much. But we're having really positive conversations about it. So and we're going to become like a West Virginia economic powerhouse. I'm hoping. That I'm sounds hoping. really. Hoping. That sounds yeah, like a lot of fun. Yeah, to I me. mean, look, we have an abundance of excess energy here that we can help. What, what form is the energy? Coal, gas. Uh, I mean, the we can have stuff. oil. Yeah, the good stuff. Oil. Uh, yeah, we got oil. Wow. Uh, we got all three. So, but coal and gas, which is kind of your base load energy, obviously, particularly coal's base load, nuclear's base load. Uh, gas hits more of like the spiking energy stuff. But we have all that here. We have the ability to do it. And the problem is, where they go to Texas and they try to get the gas that flares down there and use that to mine bitcoins and power some of that, the servers get so hot. Yep. So what we proposed is putting these in abandoned coal mines because they're cold. Wow. They're very, very That's cold clever. down there. That's a clever idea. And so it keeps it very cool so they could just operate continually, no problem, never overheat or anything like that. And, you know, to Phil's point, now I can't give financial advice. I'm state treasurer, legally can't. But they've come up with a lot of different types of financial instruments that include Bitcoin blended options that are not entirely bitcoin that are kind of like bonds and kind of stuff. yeah you could mix in some equities into it and then have some exposure to bitcoin so it's not to in totality if that's something mm -hmm. you're interested in and just have a little bit of it and you know there's kind of blended options that are you know they'll build these securities and stack them in differently but 
there's a lot of ways to get exposure to it if you wanted to. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm telling nobody to do anything well, it's financially. Certain, it's like <laughs> interesting, you know, it's interesting new financial technology, basically. It is. And I don't think it's going anywhere. I mean, Bitcoin is certainly real. Uh, it's not going anywhere. We'd love to mine some Bitcoins here in West Virginia. Uh, yeah. And look, it, it's in, it's so interesting because you'll be co-located to where the energy comes from. And we can put those servers down in that abandoned coal mine. Yeah. Right. and keep them cool hey learn to mine right yeah 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 we're gonna mine in a mine yep west virginia's the place to be yeah new yes. york is uh sabotaging businesses with that trump verdict kevin o'leary is like wow we're leaving with literal communists marching it, on the street i saw Look, that there is a reason why new york is such a basket case nowadays the that crime is through the roof and the it's just it's a mess out there and it's because of the the leftist influence when it comes to the justice system if you don't they believe in restorative justice which means we don't actually put people in jail for committing crimes if you don't put people in jail for committing crimes they just commit more crimes mm -hmm. so let's 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 jump to the story that we keeps have happening you know let's jump to the news it is a primary night Sure is. Oh, yeah. In Michigan. Woo. And Donald Trump is currently winning with 65% of the votes to Nikki Haley's 30%. But what's really interesting here, look, Trump's going to win. Nobody cares. What's interesting is the Democratic Party. Do you see the uncommitted do you, votes? Do you see who's in second place? It is uncommitted. Yep. That's 20, fascinating. Over 20,000 votes of uncommitted. Now, Biden's at 79%. Uncommitted at an earlier iteration when I think they were only 10% in. Uh, uncommitted was at 16.4%. So it is dropping a little bit uh, as there more votes come in. But 20,000 people said, no, Joe Biden, we're leftists, but we hate you. Yeah, that's fascinating. That's fascinating. Do you, think a lot, you think a lot of those come from Dearborn, Michigan? I, a lot of them, I think, are, yeah, Arab yeah. Americans in Michigan who really want to not have the U.S. backing <laughs> Look at Israel. This. Yeah. Uncommitted. New York Times. <laughs> now, they've called it for Joe Biden, sure, but I'm really looking forward to see what, seeing what happens when the rest of these votes come in. And it looks like uh, around the Detroit area is... Uh, no, there's not enough data coming in there. Where are we seeing uncommitted? It looks like... Uncommitted, I'm seeing it in... It likely, the, is, likely is around Dearborn. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, right. I mean, it's all over the place. Look, uncommitted basically not, means far leftist. Yeah, yeah, he's not he's not popular with the far left at all. No, and Rashida Tlaib came out today. She, he's the head of her party. I and love she, it. <laughs> she came out today wearing a keffiyeh in a video talking about how she voted uncommitted for Joe Biden against oh, Joe wow. Biden, and good. she was happy about good. it. I didn't see that. Yeah. So it's like, the, does the deep state stuff. is the deep state anti-Israel now? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think that there, there, there's a lot of conflict when it comes to what the what to do about Israel because the the left does not like Israel at all. Well, uh, the but there's state's a been lot. There's a lot of Democrat Jews in America that are like, "What the hell's going on around here?" They were completely unaware that the left absolutely hates them. They were like, I uh, thought yeah. it was only the Nazis that hated us. It was What's sort going of surprising. on? Yeah. Well, it turns out Jew hate is a nonpartisan. It is a very nonpartisan globally. Thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's so. always yeah, that's always a thing. So. But yeah, it is. It is really. It is really. Uh, 
it is really pretty shocking to to see this. And you wonder if this is going to affect Biden's policies. We had Bushnell the other day with the self-immolation. He came out, you know, obviously. And then you had White House staffers saying, using that to call for a ceasefire. Un- unreal. Right? Americans and you also- are still being <laughs> held hostage in Gaza. <laughs> and you're asking for a fucking ceasefire? You fucking morons. Oh my goodness, Phil. <laughs> That's so stupid. You're like, it's like there are actually actual americans and the and the answer when you say this is like they're not real americans because they're jews they're dual who citizens says that? that's ridiculous who do you think who do you think said well, that those people are well retarded. well have you, <laughs> have you guys seen the map showing the left right over like overlap of like support for israel and support for palestine and it's like the far left it's it's like democrats are pro-israel and republicans are pro-israel but then like the far right is pro-Palestine and the far left is pro-Palestine. Yep. That's just, it's just absolutely What do funny. they call that where it connects? Well, that's horseshoe, horseshoe theory. theory. That's right. But it, I mean, the only reason the left is, is pro-Palestine is just because they're anti-West and it's all just, they're commies. That's all it is. It's just garbage commies. Aren't there like, there was like a, a bunch of commies marching around in Brooklyn. Uh, well, look, man, I've been I've been complaining <laughs> about commies and yelling about commies. And like this has been ongoing for, for the better part of a decade. I wrote an op-ed complaining about Tom Morello, complaining about, uh, what's his name? He was the... Oh, damn it. His name slips my his name slips my, my uh, mind now. He was a Republican. He came out to a Rage Against the Machine song. Tom Morello had a had a problem with it because, mm. you know, he was he was using a rage song and he's a Republican. They're, they're, Paul Ryan. That's who it was. Uh, and and I so I wrote an op ed complaining about Tom Morello and his commie ass. And I got all kinds of crap from it from the metal metal press because they're like, oh, how dare you call him a commie? Because they weren't, they, yeah, they weren't, they didn't have the balls to admit it yet. He has a Lenin quote on his pedal. Is that, we, yeah. we, we pulled that up? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but, the, but again, the, the I mean, metal press. Says, arm the homeless, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Well, yeah. arm the homeless. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I don't got a problem with that. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means, but yeah, no, I don't know. Second, <laughs> Second Amendment? Yeah. They, I, um, okay. I, I guess, I don't know. Or wait, like, wait, hold on. Government funded armaments for private citizens? I'm down. If there's one thing I'm in favor of the government funding, it's giving each individual private citizen arms to bear. Yeah, I just saw it as guitar. I had no idea what it meant. I was just like, okay. I I don't know. (laughs) The government could just give that out. Give out. I I, I was saying what we should have is uh, look, you guys want universal health care. Agreed. Then we get the Department of Gun Services, the DGS. And whenever (laughs) someone turns 16, they can go in and, um, you get a long gun and a sidearm and a box of ammo for each. Uh, this is the this is the oh, if that that happens, you can change. You could actually change the F- ATF. You could put that into their charter and get rid of all the other stuff they oh, do. Right. And then we could actually have a legitimate reason. No, this is for perfect. The ATF, the ATF should yes. run facilities where, when you turn sixteen, yes. you can go in yeah. and you are given a a a. You know, it's probably look. I know everyone's going to say it should be you know a Glock or it should be nineteen eleven. Well, it'll probably be a Glock. It's going to be something. It's gonna be something. It's gonna be something lower cost, versatile. You don't get to go to a government service facility and be guaranteed, you know, like a high end, you know, SIG or something like that. You get what you get, mm-hmm. you know, military spec, AR fifteen or whatever. But the government pays for it, and the ATF runs it, and they also sell uh, t- uh, tobacco and alcohol. Nice. So you I, can go in, pick up a pack of cigarettes, a six pack of beer, and get your gun. Zero problems. <laughs> when you're six, when you're eighteen, eighteen years. No, old? well, sixteen to get your first firearm, mm-hmm. and. Uh, 
you know, and then uh, I, I, I guess for alcohol, twenty one and and tobacco. I could get behind could, this could we throw way Zin in there? The, uh... Can Zin yeah. be part of that? <laughs> no, you don't want to <laughs> give him Zin. Listen, man, <laughs> the, Zin the, for the win. The Department of Zin, <laughs> Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Listen, man, it was a breeze to stop drinking, quitting smoking. That shit was hard. I ain't going. I get away. Get that nicotine I, away. I, from I am all in. Look, it is tis the season. <laughs> I am all in for Zin. I'm a big fan. Apparently, <laughs> what 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 is the uh, what is the argument against allowing 16 year olds to go in for their first gun? Uh, I don't have one. No? None. I don't. None. Yeah, there's no argument. No, no argument. I actually believe that if the if our culture respected and had gun training yeah. and safety stuff, there'd be substantially less. Shooting. I think that's yeah, yeah. so true. I mean, we learn all kinds of things in school. They're constantly pushing bizarro sex ed, but we never have any gun safety. In the 60s yeah. and they 70s, used there were kids that would go to school with the with a gun rack and a rifle and there were no yeah. shootings. Mm -hmm. They were semi-automatic guns with magazines that had more than 10 rounds in them. Kids weren't shooting each other. Like that was perfectly well, normal. Back, back then, I think they were using clips. So they probably had 10 rounds. Some of them, yeah. 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 When I was in high school, I saw, I mean, people, they'd roll up gun racks. Yeah. Park. I, also, well, especially. When, when I was in high school, you could also get a note if you're 18 and you could smoke at school. Uh, oh, wow. Outside. Hence wow. the Zen now. You That's really wild. like that smoking, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I went to a Catholic girls school and we didn't have any of that stuff. And then I went to Quaker school and we definitely didn't have any of that Un stuff. Until the right learns how to make a big ask, they're going to keep losing everything. Because the left keeps saying, we're being reasonable. We're just saying, you know, 18-year-olds should be allowed to have handguns. And now it's, you know, you, you have to be 21 to buy a handgun. Like, what? That's insane. Yeah. That's unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. It is. But here we are. Because well, the, the, yeah. the right should be like, two-year-olds should have guns. And you should, yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, you want to, you want to negotiate. Let's make it eight-year-old. Eight-year-olds can have guns. All right, fine. 16, we'll stop there. See, I'm going to get my guitar and I'm going to write, arm the unborn. <laughs> oh, I love this. You know what they should do is they should arm those uh, those little embryos in Alabama. Yeah. They're... Those ones, they should just all be armed. Arm the unborn. <laughs> you know what I always think about those IVF, the little IVF babies? It's like, if you have one, right? If you like have one of these IVF embryo things or whatever, and then it's like 50 years later and it's still viable. What Are kind they? of, well, they're viable for a pretty long time. 50 really? years? I don't know if 50 years is accurate, but what would be, what would it be like to be born 50 years after you were conceived? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah. would you be weird? Like, would ten you years. just be or ten, even ten longer. years? Ten or years even or longer? Or even longer, it says. Like, I... yeah. Wouldn't that be weird? Yeah. Like, would you be out of step? If you ever, if you ever look at like old movies from the 50s or 60s or 70s, people don't look like that anymore. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, 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 like yeah. no one looks like Peter Falk anymore. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we all, we just get like as, as tastes of attractiveness change, right. we all just start looking different than our, you know, people 20, 30 years ago. So wow. would 55 you just five years? Weird? 55 you, years? 55, we could time capsule an embryo and then like. Right. And then somebody wow. could give birth to it. Well, that's kind of freaky because totally freaky. There's an argument to be made for storing genetic material in IVF embryos for 55 years in the event that something happens. Like, imagine there's a mass oh, damn, chemical that's messed up nuclear war, radiation, and pesticides sterilize all humans. Damn. Then we go to our emergency embryo bunker in like that gets replenished like the, every five years. It'd be bar. like in the Arctic seed vault. Yep. Yeah. Same. And it's like, well, humans have lost the ability to reproduce. Go into the embryo vault. We need to make some more humans. That is wild. And then those humans would probably be able to reproduce because 
they're all there. Yep. They have all of their parts. That's a good idea for a movie, pieces. actually. This is yeah. terrific. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's like some kids grow up in this lab uh-huh. in, in, you know, in the Arctic or whatever. And then when they get older, they and find they're, out that- they're there with the seeds. And the- But all, you have to all, look like the all age people, that you- All people on Earth are like <laughs> 70 years old. There's no one younger than 70 because that's when everyone became sterile due to pesticides, chemical contamination, <laughs> and war and stuff. Bummer. And so- Born in a bit. It took 20- they, they, were, they were all in a, in a in a- yeah, thing like a yeah, gestating. Every time I see those things, I'm like, that looks like bagged milk Dude. because because the, the like the plastic things on them. It's like it's hooked up. It's like you know, an embryo in a bag be, or whatever. It would be so interesting. It'd be weird, like born into an old folks' home, right? <laughs> it's like Benjamin Button. Yeah. In case, That'd Benjamin. So You're gonna be like kids in 20 years, looking like Duran Duran. It's like this is not a good look now, or like <laughs> or like in excess. You know, like is this cool? No. Well, just your facial features would look so different. Yeah. And what would be different about you than your contemporaries of the same age group, but who were conceived in a well, normal time frame? Here's a crazier thought. If we stored embryos for up to 55 years or figured out how to do more than 55 years, I wonder why the 55 years is a limit. And then 55 years later, there's no races anymore. Mm. The world is just like in South Park olive skinned bald people <laughs> and so they're like if you'd like to bring back irish people we have a hundred irish embryos we have a hundred chinese embryos <laughs> That's so crazy. which one would go for more money it would be like such a black market and now nah, they destroy them all they'd be like you can't have them they destroy them all they'd be like well we you can't destroy them. That's a like, good idea for a movie yeah in Purists, alabama you leftists can't. are like we can't allow them to bring back yeah. race yeah it oh, would be a wild. catastrophe yeah i love when i'm on the show and we come up with movies or it's or it's like <laughs> uh, a, a group of like <laughs> traditional like uh, what's the right word people who uh, reactionary types they're like the world was better 200 years ago and so they break into the embryo vault steal a bunch of and then seed the different races mm -hmm. to return them and then it's like 10 10 years later there's a bunch of kids who have race but all adults don't and they're like these kids must be stopped <laughs> you know that <laughs> be like you know that star trek when they get no, rid it's of that the movie where the, it's people. the movie where the kids are part animal you see that one Oh, uh, the Netflix thing. Yeah, was that Sweet Tooth? Or... Sweet Tooth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Imagine that, but like it's in the future and there's no race anymore, and then all of a sudden a bunch of kids are born and they're just different races, and people go around killing them. Yeah, he's like the part. He was that like was part really deer or whatever. Yeah. I watched that, that because weird. an actor that I used to know in New York was in that, and so I, I, I think he's really talented. So I watched the film and I, I thought it was so bizarre. Yeah, it was really. Weird. Yeah, it's like some yeah. weird hippie to be message about like yeah. being an animal and living in the earth is better or something, and like not technology. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What was it like? Some plants got you sick? Something like that. I don't remember yeah. much of that. I can't remember. I, I mostly can't, just remember I can't the remember antlers. How it happened. I got kind of like intrigued with antlers. <laughs> they were like, there were flowers. Yeah. And if you were sick, the flowers would start to grow or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. They would grow. And so if you had those flowers growing around your house, then they'd be like, okay, we got to go kill that guy. Like, yeah. He's yeah, got to yeah. go. And then if you got into the flowers, you would get sick. Yeah. Something like that. And then they had. Uh, like this total side story, the guy from Parks and Rec uh, with the mustache. What's what's that actor? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No 
purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Name. Oh, gosh. Are you thinking of The Last of Us? Oh, no, yeah, I am. Sorry. Yeah. Confuse the two of those What's things. The Last, the Last of Us yeah, is where HBO. they had the, the gay guys. Yeah. Who, like, like, lived together. They would be the last, I mean. Yeah. And that was a total gay conversion therapy propaganda. Oh, yeah. Because it was basically in that show, there's a guy, and he's like, help, I need help, and he's gay, and the guy, the, the guy who lives there is not, but there's no one else around, so the dude, like, hooks up with him, and the guy just goes with it, and then they get married, and it's just like, you know, I don't know that... I believe a straight guy in his 40s would just be like, well, the world's ending. I guess I'll be gay. Like, I don't I don't know that that would happen. Ron Swanson, Parks and Rex. That was that character's name. But that's right. the guy that was in it. Yeah. I, yeah. That was the uh, strangest thing of that <laughs> show. I was like, what? Yeah. Let's uh, let's go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel and share the show with your friends. Head over to TimCast.com. Click join us. Become a member. Support the show directly. Because this show is made possible thanks in part to viewers like you. As a member, you'll get access to our uncensored members-only show coming up at 10 p.m. tonight. You'll get access to our Discord server, and you will get notification for our upcoming monthly events in Martinsburg, West Virginia, only available to members. Not only that, elite members, meaning you're a member at 100 bucks a month or more, will get key cards to the private social club in West Virginia, meaning you can walk up to the door, go doop, and then the door opens. You come in, hang out. There's couches, games, pool table. We're building it all right now, but that's the general plan. And the reason we're doing it is all these ultra elites, they've got social clubs where they spend something like 50 to 100K per year to be able to show up, schmooze with big network industry executives and stuff. And we got we to gotta rival that. Of course, we're not going to charge 100 grand a year. We're going to charge 1,000 bucks a year. It's going to be like 100 bucks a month and you get a key card and you can come and go as you please when it's open. That that 100 bucks basically funds the staff who will be there. It'll make sure there's food and drink and things that are available for everybody. But then we bring people together and when they hang out and share ideas, things get done. So that's the ultimate plan. I so love that. It's like a member. gentleman's club in, in London. Well, know? not a gentleman's club. But like, but no, but like, you know, the clubs that they would have in London. It would in be New like, York, like Soho. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I went to one club where it was like fifty thousand dollars like a Delilah's year. Den or whatever. No, know. right, and yeah. and uh, CEOs of big companies, media executives—they're all hanging out. They're drinking whiskey and smoking cigars. And if you're a member of the club, you can walk up and say, "Hey, how's it going?" And mm -hmm. hey, I got hey, check it out. I work for this company. And they're like, "Oh, that's fantastic!" And you could you you could you could work in you know some company where you're like we're looking for marketing and advertising, and there's the CEO of the biggest advertising firm, and you can say, "Here's my card." I got money for you. And they'll be like, great, what's your product? And I'll be like, here's what we do. And they'll be like, we're going to sell you more product. Mm -hmm. And it's like, those network connections make everything happen. Well, that's what you're doing. You're building community. That's, that's the one plan. Of, that's like the, that's I think one of your greatest projects. That's the plan. And then hopefully we have a thousand cast brew coffee locations hosting Saturday morning cartoons and families are coming together and watching wholesome family entertainment. Here we go. Super Chats. Clint Torres says, howdy people. Howdy, Clint. Welcome back. Jose Alfredo Diaz says, first. In fact, you were second, sir. Dom Dancam says, Jesus saves, Jesus heals. I watched this uh, funny video on Instagram. It's a guy, he goes to people and says, I will pay your gas if you can name one Bible verse. And everyone just says, no. And I'm like, man, you're not gonna, you don't even want to try? I mean, like free gas? It's like 70 bucks. All you yeah. got to do is say a Bible verse? Do you have to know which verse? Does he have to know like the, the, which one it is or just I don't, actually say I don't it, know. Right? In the video, everyone just says, no, not interested, not interested. One lady says something that's not a Bible verse, and he goes, well, that's not a Bible verse. And then one guy says a Bible verse, 
names the verse and then says he reads the Bible every day and he studies, I think it's called, was it eschatology? Eschatology. Yeah. So he's like, well, there you found the guy. But I'm like, you wouldn't, you know, if someone came up to me and said, I'll pay for your gas if you read a Bible verse, I'd be like, okay, give me a second. I pull up my phone, look up a Bible verse and I'd say it. That would be that, <laughs> that hard. Yeah. I'd like, you know, he might be like, oh, come on, it's not what I meant. And I'd be like, hey, you said you pay my, pay my gas if I read your Bible verse. So I looked one up. Give you a free one, easy one, Psalm 95. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. There you go. Free gas for everybody. Oh, I, like I guess the, I guess the yeah. issue was, though, did you need to name the actual verse? Isn't that a Or song? just say the verse? Yeah, it is a song. No, not just a psalm. Like, I don't know if it's song. a song. Yeah. I feel, like I've, I feel like I've sung that at church before. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite Let's go. One is, is, all right. Uh, it was weirdly translated, but it's talked to me all the time. Ah. Astronaut says, I, I think, think the clock hit midnight. When will the Mervs fly? <laughs> yeah, it's funny because like every time they move the clock, the doomsday clock oh. closer to midnight, it's just like sooner or later, guys, you're not going to be able to move it any closer. Like, come on. Like, it, it's, the, it's all it's, for show. Right. It's just <laughs> so dumb. Should we make our own version of it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we should do that. We move the rooster closer to the hen house. I love it. <laughs> the rooster is three meters from the hen house. With the latest news about Vladimir Putin, the rooster has been moved one meter. The largest move in the history of the Do they still do the rooster. clock? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. like, what is it, like four, 30 seconds to midnight or something right now? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's something ridiculous. Something uh, arbitrary. Is, and are they going to play an Iron Maiden song when it's two minutes? I wish. But, <laughs> it, well, I mean, they missed the chances yeah. years ago. But the whole point of it is just to give people anxiety. All right, Wyatt Kaldenberg says, Tim, according to Tech Times, AI favors nuclear warfare and war simulations. Raising concern in a war simulation, AI launched nukes to promote world peace. So Skynet is real and we are all dead meat. Well, I suppose whoever develops the true AI first will likely get a weapon that could wipe out their enemy before their enemy realizes it. I think biological weapons are probably going to be what war is next because you can target a gene mm. and then one group of people just die from it. Everyone could carry it. And that's a good idea for a movie too. You know, a bio, a bio weapon that's engineered to kill a specific race of people. Everyone ends up getting it and it doesn't do anything to most people, but it targets certain people with certain genes. And then all of a sudden they start dying. If you have any percentage of like a certain ethnic background, that's the scary thing about bioweapons. No. Mm-hmm. Dr. Doom says, do you guys think a band should release all their albums or do you think they should hide albums that clash with their image like Pantera 80s albums? What did they do? Cowboys from Hell is still cool. Well, okay. So, but do you know Power Metal? Yeah. Okay. So they, they the, the Pantera record, I mean. Yeah. Okay. So it's this hair metal band and it is significantly different to the rest of the stuff that they have. Um, I think that it's okay. Like you shouldn't hide it, but it's okay to like not focus on it. I'm not like drawing a spotlight onto behind silence and solitude. That was our first record. I'm not trying to show that off. If people hear about it and they listen, great. It's not our best work, you know, so I get it. I think the answer is you're not really hiding it. Imagine if I was like today, you know, uh, we, we, actually, I'll put it this way. We have, we've had, we've been pitched on Timcast IRL to do specific themed shows. And I'm like, the people who tune in the show tune in for the show as it is. Mm -hmm. News commentary, shifting through these stories, different guests chiming in. If one day we decided decided to do a show about like a debate, which we we stopped doing that because 
you're basically making something totally different. So if a band is known for making a certain kind of music and they want to release a dance album, they should call it something else. They can say like Pantera presents dance, you know, instead or whatever. You know what I mean? Vulgar display hide, still just... rules. <laughs> Vulgar display is probably my favorite, yeah. Yep. That being said, like, the music stuff that we're working on is not intended, like, I don't care about genre at all. I don't even, don't know whatever, you know. Yep. People are like, you know, we've been told to just make the same song 12 times, basically. And I'm just like, I just want to make the songs we feel like making. It's a better way to Amen do it. Amen to that. All right, let's go. Adam Wilbur says, Phil, where can I buy physical copies of all that remains albums? The website only has links for digital purchases. I think you can get them on Amazon um, or I think Amazon. Circuit um, City. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I'm going to see if you can get them on Amazon. Man, that's kind of crazy that Circuit City is gone. That was gone 20 years ago, wasn't it? I can't believe it. Circuit City. Remember Radio Shack? They turned into a cell phone store before disappearing. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, Radio Shack. Radio Shack. <laughs> I loved Radio Shack when I was a kid because you could Me buy too. components and you could yeah. build little little things and little True. lights and gizmos. and. They were windmills. the only place that had the cables you needed. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> FGC Hotline says, not first, do a sequel of Eyes of Advice with Ian battling with the smoke demon at the end of the video. He takes off the space face all sweaty. We actually are working on what, what the next song we put out will probably include a storyline connection with Eyes of Advice mm -hmm. in a different way. And uh, we're going to start working on that one tomorrow. And I'm hoping to get that one out really, really fast because this one has like a, a, a prescient political message for our times. And I think it would be uh, good to put out. So that'll take a lot of work, but, uh, you know, we'll get to it. I am what I am says, Tim, can you make a physical copy of all your music? When the powers that be delete your channels still would like to be able to hear your music. Uh, well, we we could I, I think we are aiming to release an album soon. Maybe the next song that comes out will come out with the album. It's just like Will you do vinyl? Know. Yeah, that's what That'd I'm thinking. Be nice. <clears throat> it's not yeah. expensive. It's, it's I know a couple people in the game because uh, obviously DJs. How many songs can fit on vinyl? Like six or seven? Depends uh, if you're thirty three or forty five. Yeah. It, it depends on what you're trying to do. Yeah. It depends on the side too. It's like 15 minutes side. roughly yeah. if you're pushing the absolute length on 33. Wow, 15 well, you, minutes. That's talking yeah. about like singles. If yeah, you yeah. want to do a right. full length, you can do. Yeah, exactly. I don't I know. Think a Timcast Tim 7 inch would be baller. 7 inches? <laughs> yeah. Was that yeah, one song? Yeah, usually, one single, yeah. Yeah. I usually do one. So at uh, at the Cast Brew Coffee Shop, we have the Record Your Own Vinyl booth. That's sick. It's sick. Yep. That's awesome. Have you seen it before? And and we got it's a custom build. Yeah. Jack White has one. And uh, Detroit, I think it's in, is it in, in, is it in Detroit? No, it's in Nashville. What am I thinking of Detroit for? And uh, so we got one built, very expensive. And so when you, I mean, I, I'm, I think we, we have it in the actual Casper location is probably the way to do it, but it costs money to use, like, because you get a vinyl and it's very expensive mm -hmm. and we have to maintain it. But so you spend like 20 bucks, you go in, it gives you two and a half minutes. You can record whatever you want and it cuts a vinyl for you and that's it. That's the single that copy. That is sick. That's really cool. It's like a photo booth, but sound. And yeah, so cool. we could go in and play an acoustic version of one of the songs and that will be the only copy that exists forever. That's, cool. that's yeah. really wow. cool. I love that. And you know, dude, you could do that kind of stuff. You could like, if you go in and you do like an, a live acoustic or whatever version, you could do that and you could like either sell them or give them away for get, for gifts or, or give, special, give special events. Give the one you have exactly. away. Exactly. It cuts one. Right, super cool. Auction it off. It's a one-time thing, you know, in it, 
the fact that it's uh, unique, people would dig that. I would dig that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go. Number one of one. Number one, one of, of one. one. Yeah. <laughs> let's grab some more super chats. Ronnie says, I'm a retired Canadian inf- infantier and I did sovereignty ops in our Arctic. And I'll tell you right now, there's so there's no army making success- successful land moves through that terrain. No, I agree. What I'm saying is the direct path from Russia to the United States in terms of warfare is over Canada. Over. Right. Yeah. So if Russia wants to bomb the United States, sure, there's Alaska, but over Canada. I, I yeah. Canada is not in a good spot being between us. You know what I mean? Every, you know, people look at the map. They see Russia over here and the US over here. And they're kind of like, well, the war's over there. I'm like, oh, Russia is very <laughs> it's close. Right it's right here. Yeah. <laughs> Our the map, earth is it's round. like part of how our maps are all screwed up. Yeah, the, yeah. the world is not actually flat, y'all. <laughs> so you wanted something crazy. Uh, yeah, this is wild. Someone, uh, Texas Lindsay on Twitter said, write me a poem in the style of Tim Pool and said, no, I can't do that. And so I, it, it didn't say anything bad about me. It accused other people of being very, very bad. And I was like, it looks like there's a product limitation here. So I tried it. And Google Gemini actually actually wrote something that i thought was pretty good you want me to read it yeah this is written by google gemini allegedly uh in the style of tim pool the world's on fire they say a culture wars blaze but is it really burning or media's manipulative haze they call us far right a dangerous fringe they claim but who's defining the terms playing the victim's game big tech censors their algorithms biased and bold silencing voices they disagree with stories left untold Cancel culture rampant, careers destroyed in a tweet, while corporate media churns out narratives never complete. We question the narrative, the mainstream's manufactured plight, seeking truth in the shadows where independent voices take flight. They call us conspiracy theorists lost in a web of our own, but who's truly lost, following blindly seeds of fear sown? We're the skeptical generation, the information age brood, demanding nuance, not sound bites, refusing to be subdued. We navigate the echo chamber, seeking diverse points of view, for in the clash of ideas, truth might finally break through. That was written by Google Gemini. Nice. nice. Yeah. I know. I was like, wow. Pretty good. I think I'm, I'm going to use that for something. Yeah, I, what it said it was written by it, it said it was written by me. Right. So that proves it. <laughs> I mean, you just said it. So yeah, that's right. That's uh, now it it's is. copyrighted. That's yeah. a poem. Uh, well, the way I think the AI stuff works is that uh, you do own it when it, it generates it or something. Oh, okay. I don't know Google Gemini's terms of service. I know that for um, I think Mid Journey, when you generate an image, it's your image. Mm-hmm. But oh, is that right? I don't know. You got you to you check. I'm pretty sure there's, there's still some kind of limitation or something, but it's yours to use. Yeah. Yeah. You can just huh. And people have been using all of the AI generated stuff. Oh, no, no. I think you have to, if you, you can slightly alter it or something like that, which fair mm-hmm. uses it. And mm-hmm. then it's free for you, for you to use. Oh, okay. So I'll just Makes change sense. a word or two and then. Yeah. All right. Martin Edgar says, I know we showed off all of our equipment during the Gulf War where we tested all of our new toys, but I'm concerned that Russia will learn how to defeat our equipment since Biden sent our tanks and Bradleys to Ukraine. All the all the tanks that have gone to Ukraine have gotten smoked. Every single Abrams that we've sent over there has been destroyed. Really? All every of them? Wasn't single, it like 36 of them? Every single wow. last one has been destroyed all, or disabled. I, wasn't it 36? Yeah. Yeah. There's really? They're them. all dead? All of them. Did yeah, you see the thing where now they're talking about, oh yeah, we'll send you long range missiles now? Well, it's Let's see. Drones and artillery. No, it's, AU it's Dirty Bird says, Yo, Tim, the UK just recently launched a gnarly satellite laser weapon called Dragonfire. Mm-hmm. The videos are awesome. Really? 
Maybe we'll pull that one up. All right. Spidge B says, so the guy, they guys her on the chat have been talking about this and we decided we can't take it anymore. Nuclear, not nuclear. Oh, they got you. <laughs> then you just nuked me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Kay says, talking about prepping, we could go raid the cheese bunkers. We'll all be set on food for a long while. What's a cheese bunker? Is that a bunker full of cheese? I mean, it I must, hope so. You know, must a lot be of, that. A lot of people talk about we can go raid some stuff and they ain't never done a raid before. Yeah. I can't raid. You don't want to raid anything. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you need to figure out how to survive on your own. Raiding only lasts one or two times. If the world collapsed and you are like, let's go find food, you're going to run into people who are better prepared to defend their food than mm -hmm. you are prepared to take. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you're, you, you, if you get, like, if the world ends and you get into one gunfight, your second one's probably going to kill you. Yeah. Like, you don't get a lot of chances. Like, and, you know, you take, it is, a, it, you're doomed. It is really funny in movies when, like, someone's being shot at and they're just running and they're not getting hit. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. dude, with a long gun. Yeah. Yeah. Half your buddies are gone. And then you hope you're the one who won. Mm -hmm. You're going to walk into an L-shaped ambush and you are going to be a loot drop. Yep. <laughs> loot drop. That's right. They're going to take your shoes. It's like, oh, look at this. That guy. That, right, all I see is toilet paper, clothes, <laughs> right. boots, socks. Katrina Miles says, my son has been in the Air Force since 2009 and he hates it now because of all the politics. He is seriously thinking of getting out. That's unfortunate, but I think he should. Yeah. It does not seem like it's going to get better. Let's go. Let's grab some more super chats. Uh, let's see. Oh, where are we at? Barely a millennial says, I would love to have chickens, but no idea how to take care of them. Not even sure where to start. Recommendations, maybe a survival or, uh, or bushcraft series. You can simply go on YouTube and look up chickens. Mm -hmm. It's real easy. You, in fact, here's what we did. We went to a chicken farm. We went to the chicken man and we said, we would like chickens. And he said, okay. And he grabbed a little, what looked like a Dunkin' Donuts munchkins box. And he just reached in and grabbed and threw them in. He <laughs> said, do you want a certain kind of chicken or would you like the sampler? I'm not kidding. And I said, we'll take the sampler. I would take the sampler. And yeah, so we got sure. a couple uh, different kinds of each. And that's how we got our original chickens. And they said, what do we do? Took a minute and he told us, keep them warm. Use this light bulb. I'll sell it to you. Here's food. Here's water. There you go. And then we had. Um, how often do you have to feed chickens? Every day. You have to feed them every day. You Unless you want to like. You can let them run around, yeah. But if you want the chickens to lay eggs every day, you got to feed them. You mm -hmm. feed them every day. Yeah, so they need food in order to lay eggs, obviously. Mm -hmm. And if they eat every day, one thing you can do is you put uh, you put uh, wood planks on the ground, mm -hmm. and you put like ropes on the ends of them. Every day you walk up, lift it up, and there are bugs. And the chickens will run up and eat all the bugs, and then you move the plank. And then the bugs go onto the plank, and then you keep doing that every day. You move the plank and give the chickens a snack. Yep. That's nice. So they get like seed and stuff plus bugs. They don't eat seeds. They're carnivores. Well, they're, they're omnivores, but they they eat bugs. They eat bugs and grass. Isn't there like chicken feed and like my neighbors yeah, have chickens yes. and they like chuck out some you, stuff. When you go to mm -hmm. buy food for chickens, you're not like if you're buying them scratch. Mm -hmm. It's like a treat. Yeah, I see. If what you know, if you're getting layer feed, uh -huh. chicken like there's a layer is like chickens that lay eggs. You're getting protein meal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so the roosters can eat it too. We don't. But the, you know what's funny is like. What do the roosters eat? They eat something same thing. different. So uh, Sarah Avonberg, one of our chickens, the Brahma, ate a mouse. Yeah. They Just ran up, grabbed meat. a mouse, and then sink one bite. Wow. Yeah, they eat meat. And there's a video you can watch online where a chicken runs up, grabs a mouse, and bashes it. Yep. Just like. 
oh. bites it and then slams it on the side of like my the cat coop. used to do stuff like that when I used to have that cats. eats it. Yeah, yeah. But what's really funny is because uh, the hens are ravenous mm -hmm. because they have to lay eggs every day, mm -hmm. so they're just always hungry. Yeah. So when you throw food into the chicken coop, the roosters just watch because they're not that hungry. They're <laughs> like, you know, when I eat, and then the girls just are fighting. They play rugby. They mm -hmm. pick up the food and they run and they all chase them around and it's the funniest <laughs> thing ever. So I think we just put like 10 roosters in the chop. Yeah. So we're going to have the the, fir the Tim first annual Timcast uh, uh, Cockfest this Friday. I love it. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited. Rooster chili. Uh, I'm going nice. to make rooster taco. So we're going to do pulled barbecue mm. rooster and then That'll I'm going to really corn tortillas with some sour cream. Nice. That's the way you do it. Yeah. Yeah. But then we're going to have some just like regular brined and then broiled pressure cooker stuff mm -hmm. yeah let's grab some more super chats very angry citizen says mr moore i'm a citizen of district 2 westover west virginia what guarantee can you provide that you won't become another crapido or joe manchin <laughs> <laughs> what i would uh, point you to is my voting record when i was in the state legislature if you want to know how i'm going to vote in congress it'll look exactly the same i had one of the most conservative voting records in the West Virginia State Legislature, we had some news just come out yesterday. We've listed a bunch of uh, woke banks, barring them from doing business with state government because they're boycotting the fossil fuel industry. I'll be on Fox Business News 6 o'clock tomorrow talking about that. Where's that, and that No, that, that's important because that's a huge portion of the West Virginia economy. It is. It is. So coal, gas, and oil severance taxes... We get $1 billion a year from that. We got a state budget of $4.7 billion. So what we're doing is protecting our resources and we can't hand money over to one of these banks that is trying to diminish those funds through like ESG activities, right? Because they're trying to destroy the fossil fuel industry. We can't do that. So we just sent some letters out, put some banks on notice, telling them that they're potentially going to lose their ability to bid on contracts in the future. We've already listed five other institutions, BlackRock, JP Morgan Chase, Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, and Wells Fargo. And that was uh, about two years ago. So we're doing a re-up on it. And we're going to see they got a 40-day appeal. The appeal process is always interesting. So looking forward to it. Right on. They'll probably just come around. Most of these companies don't care. They just want to make money. And they'll say, oh, no, oh, geez, I guess we're going to have to make more money and you know. Yeah, and look, all I want them to do is not restrict capital to fossil fuel industries, which is so important to West Virginia. Get away from ESG. Maybe just a bank, act like a bank, and the free market remain free. Just a thought. So yeah. that's wild and crazy idea. Yeah, that, that's all we're looking for here. The Sig P says nationalism is synonymous with collectivism from the perspective of the anarchist. Mm -hmm. Anarchism is synonymous with communism from the perspective of the boomer media watcher. The American hive mind is indicative. The U.S. populism is still socialist. I'm not trying to convince anyone of what uh, uh, that I'm in favor of any of the left's yeah. garbage, but I'm just trying to articulate this is what they're going to do, the the response that they're going to have, and what their their attack vectors are going to be. So you should be prepared to deal with those things at the very least. Don't blow off what I'm saying, thinking, "Oh, Phil doesn't know what he's talking about," blah blah blah, or he's he wants this or whatever. Like, be aware these ideas there are people on the left that have already thought about these things and they have plans in place to capitalize on the reaction mm -hmm. so don't walk into a trap no certainly no traps if but i will tell you this if you have a problem with immigration in this country if you think it's out of control that's probably a feeling of nationalism that you're having 
All right. Justin Kaufman says, Nikki Haley is coming to my college campus tomorrow. Boom. If I am given a chance to ask a question or say something, what should I say? What is wrong with you? <laughs> Drop <laughs> out. What would your parents think? Uh, I don't know. Um, why did you lie at the debate and say that Putin wa said he was going to invade Poland? Is that what you said? Right. You said Poland, right? Yeah, I think so. Fact check that one. She basically said the debate that Putin says he wants to invade, you know, some other part of Europe or something. So, I, you know, I wouldn't start off by calling her a liar. I'd say, why did you say that Putin said he wants to do X? That that's not true. And then she'll give you some politician patter answer and she'll say, yeah. look, I think we can tell based on Vladimir Putin's, you know, she does that thing where she doesn't move her, move her jaw when she talks or so her teeth are just like that the whole time. Yeah. That's so weird. I, I'd ask her, why are you raising money in New York with Larry Fink? That's a good one. That's mm -hmm. what I'd want to know. Hmm. Outdoors with the Morgans. Big fan of Riley Moore. I live in PA, but have a slice of heaven in Preston County. Good luck in DC, but wish you would stay in West Virginia. DC is far too gone to try fixing. I will not be staying there. I will go there and back every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an important thing for people to realize. It's extreme, extremely important to vote for your state reps and senators. That's, that's more important than anything. Mm -hmm. You know, people think that your federal representative is here to fix your neighborhood. Well, that's your local rep. Your your federal rep is going to go and try and put a stop to what the disgusting federal government stuff is, is happening, right? Voting against wars. Well, I, I suppose if you're for war, then you want to vote for somebody who's for war. But that's what they're going to do. Oh, this is what Haley said. She said this was in July. Russia said they were going to invade Ukraine. We watched that happen. China says Taiwan is next. We better believe them. Russia said Poland and the Baltics are next. If yeah. that happens, we are looking at a world war. And he war. never said that. Right. No exactly. one in Russia said that. That's insane. Mm. Tucson Alorum says, no, Tim, we need the next generation, which were dumb enough to get indoctrination certificates to live as uh, as paupers for life for the crime of failing a basic IQ, IQ test. Hey, look, whether whether anyone wants to believe it or not, the universe is just. And when civilization grows too great, too safe, too secure and too luxurious, you end up with large amounts of people who are incapable of survival on their own. Those people will eventually act as ankle weights on society, mm -hmm. voting and destroying and gutting the system, which will then result in hard times, which will excise the people too weak to survive. And that's, I'm not saying it's a good thing. It just it is what's going to happen when we say hard times make strong men, strong men make good times, good times make weak men, weak men make hard times. What's not included in that is strong men make good times, which lead to abundance and population growth. Population growth and good times lead to an excess of weak men. Weak men voting and women create instability and chaos, which causes death, famine and collapse. And then the weak people die. The strong people who survive are then able to rebuild mm -hmm. and make another good society. So that's the scary thing about it. All right, everybody, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with all your friends. Buy the song, Eyes of Advice. Oh, man, you knew it. This is wild. So Eyes of Advice just dropped last Friday, and uh, the video is getting rave reviews. It is the most Shazam song we've had yet, which is kind of wild, meaning people are hearing it somewhere and they want to know what it is. That's really, really great. I'm excited yeah, for that. Yeah, that's cool. But um, sure enough, we get an email from our uh, good friends tracking the, the metrics, and they're like, oopsie-daisy. 
There is one individual who was like, guys, something's wrong. We got to fix this. Check this out. And somewhere in the chain, they are once again, like, it's just their mission. Do not let these people into the into the system. We have the means to support and sponsor artists in ways none of these labels can, but they have direct access to the machine and they're trying to shut us out. So buy the song Eyes of Advice on iTunes or uh, iTunes is the best place to buy it. Um, if you're on an Apple device, you have iTunes. Otherwise, you'll have to download it. Amazon is good, too, but they play dirty, dirty games. More importantly, just watch the video. Check it out. It's uh, the most extensive music video we've ever done. Heavy, heavy CGI. We're going to make we're going to make a behind the scenes. When you see the behind the scenes video, you are going to lose it. It's hilarious. <laughs> but when you watch the video, it's nuts. There's like a, a smoke demon that floats into the room and then Ian's slowly dying. And uh, we are going to announce on Friday who won the pseudo contest. I said I'd give someone a thousand bucks if they could accurately describe the video in detail. And so far, I think there's a contender for the uh, for the victory here. And I think to put it fairly, I mean, most of the most of the people who watched the video agreed that this one user is probably on point with it. So uh, there's that, too. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL. You can follow me personally at Timcast. Riley, do you want to shout anything out? Yeah. Hey, just real quick. Uh, so we're having an event with Public Square in Martinsburg on March 4th. It's a really great event that we put together here with the state treasurer's office. If you're not as familiar with Public Square, it's a marketplace like Amazon that's focused on connecting customers and businesses with shared values. They're pro-life, pro-family, pro-America. Please check it out. You can go to publicsquare.com, and you can also go to my website, moreforwv.com. I am Phil That Remains on Twix. I'm Phil That Remains Official on Instagram. The band is All That Remains. You can follow us on Amazon Music, on Apple Music, Pandora, uh, YouTube, you know, the internet. And don't forget, the left lane is for crime. I'm Libby Emmons. I'm the editor with The Post Millennial and Human Events. You can check out what we're doing at thepostmillennial.com and humanevents.com. And if you want to find me, I'm at Libby Emmons on Twitter. And I am Surge.com. Uh, just find me on the internet. Argue with me. It's at Surge.com. Uh, I'm ready for the side of the show when you are, Tim. We will see you all over at TimCast.com in about a minute. Thanks for hanging out. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.